Criterion creeps are coming with Jared and RJ from Renoir to Kurosawa and everything along the way. Highbrow, lowbrow, they won't stop until the This is the Criterion Creeps podcast. I'm Jarrett Duncan. This is where uh, Jarrett thinks I'm going to say Wolfpack, but I'm not going to do it this week. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order release. This week, we're on strike. Uh-huh. No, right here. As we uh. finally finished watching Spine 369 in the Criterion Collection, <laughs> Paul Robeson, Portraits of the Artist, concluding yeah. with The Proud Valley from 1940, directed by Ben Tennyson, and Native Land from 1942, directed by Leo Hurwitz and Paul Strand. But oh, yeah. first, RJ, it struck me today... That this is six episodes in a row of double headers. <clears throat> because not only is cause, it because we not only was it Paul Robeson for four weeks, but we also did the Monster and Madness box set, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there was Ghoul School, and then I don't know, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't tell you what we watched before this, but it has been a hell of a ride, and I'm I'm, I'm glad that the, we're this is the final stop along the way. I mean, it feels good. It uh, feels pretty good. You know, uh, I was talking last week about those football things, and uh, I think we're coming out on the other side. I'm going to save this for the uh, review proper, but uh, it feels like we're coming out on top, Jared. You know what I mean? And I think you should treat yourself. Maybe get uh, maybe get a new bug bear or something. You know what I mean? Well, to, uh... How about an owl bear? No, no owl bears. No owl bears. No owl bears. Maybe a bugbear. Maybe um, one what, of them uh, what, what, orc goblins. Or a displacer beast. Ooh. Oh, actually, I mean that sounds good. But here's a real one. Is there any Joker-based minifigs? I'm sure there are. I think there's like um, like Batman games they've done with little, okay. little, little Joker's. But there's They're no unpainted. like Joker slash monster mashups. Oh. Uh, do you remember when uh, there was? Uh, you you wouldn't remember this, but DC no. versus Marvel, uh, no. when when they smashed together uh, Batman and uh, Wolverine as Dark Claw. I do kind of. I I wasn't around when it like. So, or I wasn't in the know when it happened, who, but I have seen it afterwards. So who's Wolverine's arch nemesis? Sabretooth and Batman's Sabretooth Joker. And what do you get when you put them together? Jaber? I, I think it was the hyena. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's so gross. Or, so are, 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 are you saying it's, or do you mean sick? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it makes, I mean, it honestly, it makes complete sense. I couldn't think of anything better than that. <laughs> uh, uh, why, don't you, why don't you Google search that? Does, hy- Mar- yeah. Marvel type in, hyena? T- yeah, hyena, joker, saber tooth. You, uh, Tell me how yeah. how cool that looks. Joker, saber tooth. I mean, it makes total sense. Like, I'm not even kidding. 
Oh boy. <laughs> Real name Creed Harley Quinn. Oh, man, there's some pretty cool fan art of Dark Claw though. They call him the Cackling Canine. Some some have called him that. Some. Some I like one of the first pictures, the third picture or no, the first picture, it's him and he's jumping and like he's just shooting a gun. He's like Art the Clown. Mm-hmm. He just ha- he just has a gun. Yeah, it's he, his power. As he leaps in the air. I do like this dark claw thing. Like yeah. I don't think it works thematically, but uh I, I like it as an idea. I uh I definitely might have collected the uh DC versus Marvel cards. Uh, Ooh. Do you have any hyenas? I I probably I don't know if I did. I don't I'm looking at the card here and I I don't remember this. They but should bring it back. There was a month where uh it was on the cover of Wizard Magazine. I think this was after, like, this was the second time they did it. Mm-hmm. Look at that sweet art. Oh, that. is that Bruce Tim style? Very much so. It might oh, have been yeah. like Ty Templeton or something like that, but one, yeah. of, those, one of those animated one guys. One of those dudes. I, I think it's a much better rendering of uh, mm-hmm. the hyena there. Yeah, that one's pretty good. But you have an a- access to a 3D printer, right? I, I do. Could you get like a model, like a spec of a hyena sculpt and print it and then paint it? Make my dreams come true. We could sell it on the Patreon for like $600. What do you think of this? 666 Oh, dear. The guy who's the hyena, he looks like, um, what's his face? That guy who dates everyone. Um, I just watched oh, a movie. Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. And he looks like Pete Davidson. <laughs> the guy who dates everybody. I even, yeah. I even I know who that is. I know. It's all it's on the internet. You know what I mean, Jared? Mm-hmm. This is this is what you and um this is what you and your partner should be for Halloween next year. Oh, we should we should go as uh, those two, huh? Yeah, why not? Why not? Mm. It's kind of fun. Hey, do you, uh yeah, you you, you didn't uh, get lucky and be born in the right generation to appreciate amalgam properly. Uh, no, I just I just missed it. You this miss- probably came out when I was like three years old. Yeah, you might have been six. But look at like Spider yeah. Boy. Spider Boy, hey. Yeah. Spider Boy had a pretty sweet design. Uh, what was La- he? Ladron did it. Um, he, he... Is it uh, Superboy and Spider Man? Yep. Well, this guy has a gun too. He's shooting the webs out of a gun. Yeah. Why were there so many guns? But look how cool, look how good that design is. It's I awesome. mean, he's cool, but I just I... why is he gun based? Why are they all gun based? The guy in the back is just shocker. Like yeah. he, he's not even anything else. He's just shocker. They didn't mix him with someone. Couldn't have done shocker and electro together. No, God. Just just shocker. So hyena's name is Creed Quinn. What did I say, Rodron? I'm thinking more. Maybe it's more uh, Mike Waringo. Mike Waringo. Waringo Ringo. He's a yeah. before he died. He drew some nice Fantastic Four comics and he drew a good Spider-Man. Yeah, what's your dream mashup of a Marvel and a DC character? Ooh. What's the best one? <laughs> I'm trying to remember the other. Like, also, I remember whenever I think about it, I just think of Dark Claw. Yeah, I mean, Dark Claw is pretty cool. Dark Claw is pretty cool. Amalgam, DC, Marvel. I'm gonna look at the list. Yeah, cause, well, who was Superman amalgamed with Captain America? I believe so kind of boring yeah yeah wonder woman and um who's marvel's lady black widow i think they she, I, she actually I, I believe yet. they did storm 
Wonder Woman and Storm. Yeah, Aurora. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, Storm. Storm should be more popular than. I mean, I guess X Men don't exist right now. That's too bad. Uh, who is Deadpool amalgamated with? See, is what was, I want to know. I don't know if uh, De- Deadpool is around like, yet. Well, he was, but he wasn't uh, popular just yet. Ooh. Is that Ghost Rider and Etrigan or Etrigan? Yes, it is. That's that's the best one. Yeah, I, I don't even need to look at the rest. What if they? What, that's what if, the best what, one. What about Swamp Thing and Man Thing? Where's uh Where's he in this picture? He's not. But imagine Man Swamp. Man Swamp. <laughs> oh, I do like uh, that. Wasn't that your nickname in high school? Uh, wait, wait, Man Swamp. Oh, that's why people made that face. <laughs> Who's Doctor Doom supposed to be mixed with? Because oh. he's he's got like he's kind of like Woody, or like maybe Dark Gilly. Side or something. He's he's got a weird. He's like tan and he looks like he's sculpted out of wood. Kind of strange. Mm-hmm. And I see Nightcrawler is green. Don't know who that's supposed to be. Oh, Beast Boy maybe. And I think they yeah, and then of course they took Doctor Strange and Doctor Fate, and I think they just called him like Doctor Strange Fate. It's not bad. I'm okay with that. There's a lot of these that I don't know what they're supposed to be. I see Jean Grey and Starfire. Yeah. I see someone who looks like just like the Punisher hasn't been changed at all. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Um, yeah, I think this Etrican and uh, Ghost Rider, that's easily the best one. That guy's cool, man. Not too bad. Not too bad. So, yeah, Paul Robeson's done. That's cool. Finally, and how, how other other than that? So after uh, you you put that one to rest, RJ, uh, what do you yeah. do? What else did you do this week? This week? Yeah. You want to know about my week, Jared? Absolutely. Got really cold. Can tell you about that. For, for one day, it was for really a single fucking, day. Yeah, and then it was it rebounded rapidly this morning. Yeah. And then I overdressed today, and then I was sweating, and it was embarrassing as shit. Well, I got I got some news for you, Jared. What? Uh. In concordance with the Patreon Act, uh, I know many people are aware that Jared is in charge of all funding. I can't be trusted with such things. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is the end of year. Well, you're, and, you're, uh, not, you're not bondable. I'm not bondable is uh, the legal way to say that. <laughs> uh, so I, 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 can't, I can't be in charge of said funding. But uh, once in a while, funding does make its way around to me. And I was sitting on a nice little uh, little egg, mm. little egg uh, dedicated from uh, the a, a, listeners. A, a nice little envelope arrived. Little envelope arrived, taped to uh, a brick. It came right through the window. <laughs> it said, "Here you go, you piece of shit." And I went, "Ooh, <laughs> no mind if I do." <laughs> I said, "What do we got here?" With the, with, with the blood running down your forehead. Just I went. Oh. I said, "Andy, I'm feeling a little weird." But I got, but I got, I got this brick. But I got this thing. Uh, so, uh, Jarrett made good on his, um, his spiritual contract with me and, uh, he, uh, he hit me with some Patreon funds and, uh, that in accordance with, uh, my wife trying to make me feel nice. That sounded weird. <laughs> she was, uh, she was trying to track down some stuff for me, Jarrett. She was mm-hmm. on the hunt for some things. Yeah. And I don't know if you know, but it's Christmas soon. Mm. So, uh, my wife found something in stock. At uh, London Drugs. Uh huh. So I, I I had a little trip down to the London Drugs, Jarrett, 
And uh, maybe I found something. Maybe I didn't. What do you think happened? Mm, a printer. Printer? Well, they give printers away with, uh, <laughs> with uh, like, if you buy a computer now. So I just sent Jared a little picture here. This is partially paid for by the podcast. So I'm happy that uh, everyone can... Ooh, this is maybe, a live reaction this here. This is live reaction. Maybe I'll even throw it on the Discord, because I think the Discord is part of the reason we have the Patreon box. Did, did you need another cat? <laughs> well, you can never have too many cats. So uh, I, uh, with the Patreon box and Andy trying to look out for me, she got me a nice little gift, Jared. You see that? You see that nice little gift? Mm-hmm. Got the bundle. Big PS boy now. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, that's pooping and shitting boy. For people who don't know what PS stands for. <laughs> pooping and shitting five. Pooping and shitting five. <laughs> that's a good movie. Yeah, so I found one, and, and it was... Uh, that is a good movie. Uh, it so is not... Starring edited. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, but he'd be the shit, and then when it wouldn't do good, he would blame everyone else. <laughs> Talk about how, how uh, Black Adam's in its infancy. We're just growing, brother. And then you go, mm, <laughs> I don't think that's what it is, but okay. Uh, so I got one. I got one, Jared, which you is did, very exciting. You, you did it. I did it at uh, market value, at retail value, not inflated. That's good. Which is really shocking because as I was looking, like places, like some of the other stores that are like big box brand name stores, they're selling it like marked up. And I couldn't believe it. Like Walmart, they're like $900 because they're selling them through like third party things, uh, which is like, like Walmart's base, their online is basically a link to yeah. an Amazon page. And I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, the Walmart website makes zero sense to me. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. But I got one at market value, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's really embarrassing. Uh, like, it's so massive. I can't, like, we have this, like, nice kind of cupboard that i have all my dorky shit tucked away in and all the cords kind of go through the back but it's so big i can't put it in there so it has to live on the t like the like where our tv is and andrea's like what is that a fucking air purifier and i was like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it looks uh it looks so lame weird, like yeah. uh, uh, you, you see one of those people, and you're uh... like a virgin lives here <laughs> No, but they're they got a PlayStation Five. But they got a PS Five though, so that's cool. They got that going for them. Uh, it's got like the fins, which is like yeah. kind of dorky, and it glows. Like <laughs> there's lights in it when it turns on. Mm. It's so lame. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's like the next generation of gaming, man. I've uh, I've never owned a current era PlayStation ever. Look at you. I had a I had a PS one like when PS two had come out. That was when that was when the Bayogs invested in a PS one, mm -hmm. and uh, I got a PS three two years ago. Right. So when PS fives were well, you f I mean I know it took you a while to come around and realize that the the PlayStation is the only way to be. Well, I'm still a big Nintendo boy. Like I always uh... love Nintendo. It's just there's so many. PlayStation exclusives, and they never come to Nintendo, and it yeah. fucking drives me nuts. Yeah, with good reason. I mean, Nintendo's got exclusives that never leave either. Like, That's you fine. know, Mario, they, you know, they, Donkey Kong? They can stay there. Legend of Zelda, Jarrett? You it's know, fine. both those bad boys? Well, I, I still got my Switch, so that it doesn't. Nintendo's basically like, yeah, we're going to be Switch uh, 
uh, a Switch thing for lots of years still. So don't expect a new console. So I'm good on that front. But mm-hmm. uh, I got that. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? It's, what, what, uh, game, it's a, what games did you buy for it? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. But for uh, the last thing, Jared, it is a Christmas slash birthday present. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You remember that old chestnut? Mm-hmm. But also from Patreon. So it ca- <laughs> uh, it ca- it came. It's a bundle that has uh, Horizon Forbidden West, which is apparently a Breath of the Wild clone, is how I saw it described. Like it's a Zelda clone. But I remember John Carpenter on Twitter said this game's not bad. So. <laughs> So I'm willing to give it a shot for that reason. Kind of, well, there's a sound of a lighter, and then him having a drag. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. I just because that's all he does, right? Is he just games? So he said that one was pretty, uh, pretty good. Uh, so I'll give that a shot because that's the only like PS5 one. But you know, I got to sometimes, Jarrett. I kind of jump before I leap, and uh, you know, you remember last week was a uh, Black Friday, or like. Yeah, like a week a, or two ago, a couple weeks ago, yeah, two, two weeks ago, I uh, I bought some stuff that was on sale, with the idea that I said, you know, eventually in the next year or two, I'm gonna get one of them PS5s. They're backwards compatible, so I got some pretty sick PS4 deals. Uh, I got God of War three and God of War four. So God of War three is the end of the Greek era stuff, and then God of War four. <laughs> Is the the Greek era the Greek era and a God War four is the start of the Norse era mm. and Ragnarok came out just now so Ooh. that's number two in the Norse era so I got those two things uh, for nine dollars each which I thought was a pretty good deal and I got uh, on PS4 Uncharted collection also for nine dollars yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty that's nice. Fine. That's fine. That, 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 that's right? the price you should be paying. And I know you, you yep. probably don't want to fuck with used games. And I don't, who can only imagine what the state of used games would be at a, oh. an EB or GameStop at this point? Because it's can you uh, imagine? It's years. Oh, I can only imagine. How many boogers get wiped on those things? Of course, like these like... Dudes trying to put their wieners through the hole. <laughs> Does this fit? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think that'll keep me... Between those and Horizon, that'll keep me busy for a while. Uh, but I did see like while the Black Friday deals were on, I did see lots of like really good deals like uh, for PS5 games like Death Stranding and like The Last of Us and stuff. They got as low as like 20 bucks or something like that for the PS5 games. So Boxing Day, I'll probably grab those. Maybe give those oh, a shot. You know what you could do is uh, you, could be, you could join the uh, Red Dead Redemption team. I could. I could. The only thing though is I'm I'm a little bit weary because it's that big open world stuff, and I I'm afraid it's going to be like Witcher three, and it's going to be no, too overwhelming. It's not. It's not overwhelming at okay. all. It's fine. You can play that game straight up. Okay. It's it's of all those of all those games, your mm-hmm. Grand Theft Autos and stuff like that. I've 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 played them. Red Dead okay. I finished. Um, oh, okay, that's good. And Red Dead's Red yeah Red Dead's good stuff. Yeah. I, I would actually. I don't. I wonder if I hope that one actually holds up well. But I would say. Uh, that would be some good winter uh, playing because nothing like Ooh. a nice warm, toasty western uh, to warm up yes. in these cold days. That's very true. I mean, yeah, you, you, you got a lot on your plate there. I mean, you, there's a lot of you have a, well, a cornucopia of uh, great games uh, at your fingertips now that you're uh, full, fully on board the right train, yeah. the only train, the the, the, the PlayStation mm-hmm. train. Okay. Uh, but yeah, there's tons of good games. Tons. Well, I mean, and there's, so, been... and there's so little time. 
Yeah, I know. But hey, I've been you, looking. you do know you have a movie podcast. <laughs> no, no. I I watched two movies this week. I can talk about nice. in the creeping. One of them, or both of them, are video game movies, Jared. One of them ah. features your favorite game, Shadow of the Colossus, which has that PS4 remake. And on, uh, I did see it got as low as something like twenty five dollars. So okay. be uh, scooping that up on a Boxing Day, likely. Get that, uh, all those Resident Evil remakes I, uh, I would like to get as well. Those just came out to Switch, actually, but they're cloud-based games, which mm-hmm. I've heard are troublesome. Ooh. Cloud-based games can be a little clunky, I think, Right, is what I've heard. Right. But I, I, I do think I need a break from God of War because uh, your boy uh, was given a day for by himself on the weekend, and I, I, I ripped through God of War 1 hey, and God of War 2. Have you ever played Bioshock? No, I haven't. Oh, fuck. I, but that game is like mega. That game gets as low as like nine dollars, where it's the collection yeah, of that's all I, the Bioshocks. Yeah, yeah. What I'm so, saying, like, but that right check there. That bad well, yeah, the I first, get, the first one anyway. That that that's some good, some fun times. I can get it on. That is available on Switch, actually. Oh wow! But, but I mean, again, I, I I do have the uh, the PlayStation now because you in, in 4K. Because didn't they do an update of that game? It's, too? it's actually Jarrett. Uh, PS5 actually operates in 8K. On your 4K TV. On my 4K TV. Yeah. It's 8K. They're, they're future-proofing it. Okay, so uh, Bioshock Collection PS4 yep. uh, has Bioshock, Bioshock 2, yep. Bioshock Infinite, Infinite yep. uh, and then a bunch of other shit. Right now it's $39, but I can almost guarantee. <sighs> yeah. Uh, like here, I'm on DQ, DQ Games, Bioshock. This shows uh, when games are on sale, and it also shows what their lowest price ever is. Right now, it's this one has it as nineteen. Yeah, lowest but price ever for PS4 thirteen nine uh, thirty nine Canadian. Yep. So I'll, I'll wait for a little a little bit of a sale there. Hey, get that for twenty. Yeah, and twenty then, or under. Well, you can get a um, Shadow of the Colossus and Ico, and uh, mm-hmm. what's, the, what's that one that no one liked? The one that kind of just died a death. The Guardian one, Last Guardian. Last guard, that's the the uh, Shadow Colossus guy's follow up. Yeah, it took like ten years to make. Yes, or and then it like came, that. and it was kind of like, oh, people are just kind of like, oh, we wanted more. Yeah, I can check those out. What else has he been uh, doing? Or did it finally? Did he stop those guys? Yeah, I think Last Guardian was all they've had in a while. Okay, or maybe they're working on another one or something. But or maybe they were working on the remake, like the Shadow of the Colossus so what's, remake. What's your priority game? Well, I have been playing um, the game. I don't know if you know about... Do you know about Astro's Playground? Nope. <laughs> it is a pre-installed game on all PS5s, and it is a showcase of the new controller. Okay. Uh, it is a platformer, and it is, it's short. It's like two hours long, but I thought that was a perfect... Two hours long? Short. I thought it was a perfect way to start. So uh, I've been playing that. Uh, it's actually it's really funny because uh, the levels you're inside a PS5 and it's just like here's the fan or something. You jump in and you collect like artifacts of PlayStation like history. So like one of the levels is a PlayStation One, one of the levels is a PlayStation Two, and you collect things based on PlayStation. It's fun. Uh, I'm just trying to think of games that I've enjoyed that I'm like, have you played? Okay. I'm assuming you have, but this might be like one of those. What? what yeah. What's up, RJ? Uh, mm-hmm. Portal. I have played Portal because okay. Portal came out on Xbox, and I did have an Xbox 360, so okay. I, I was able to play Portal. Okay. Yeah, Portal was a good one. Um, 
I mean, for right now, I'll probably play... I might just fuck around with Horizon because it's like the one that is there. And then if I don't like it, I'll just delete it and then free up memory. Mm-hmm. And then I'll see uh, Andy is maybe getting me a game for Christmas. Ooh. You know what I mean? Maybe. Uh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, I would play The Last of Us, the PS5, like oh, the, yeah. the third remake of that game. because <laughs> In, in I, prep? Yeah. Well, well yeah, because it's coming out in January. and. I mean, I never played it, so it's new to me. It's new to you. You know what I mean? That one would be cool. Uh, I'd like to play those Spider-Mans. Oh, um, the one. Elden Ring sounds good, but I feel like it'd be too hard for me. Yeah, I think. <laughs> and that was on sale. That's like a brand new game. It came out like four or five months ago, and that dropped like 50% off on Black Friday, which I thought was pretty crazy. That is surprising. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, all the Resident Evils look good. Yeah, well, I mean, you got all the Souls games, I suppose. You could, uh, <laughs> that's like, then that's a lifestyle. Yeah. You're not, you have to, like, get new clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have to dress steampunk, play B- Bloodborne and Demon Souls and Elden Ring. I don't know. I would, I would try one of them, but I wouldn't buy it new. That's one I would maybe buy off a marketplace or something. Maybe I'll try the Uncharted. You could probably get those really cheap now. Yeah, surely, sure, but it could be. But you never know with this this gaming crap, uh, how expensive stuff is. That franchise. Uh, Well, it's a soul soul like. I think it's part of its own thing. Well, because there's like how does it go? There's like because originally there was Demon Souls, Demon Souls, and then there was Dark Souls one and two, and then Bloodborne, Bloodborne. Because there's no three, right? There's no Dark Souls three. Okay, and then now there's Elden Ring, and now there's Elden Ring, which is a George R. R. Martin collab right yes okay see i i know what i'm Uh, talking about let's see demon souls ps5 let's see what this bad boy's going for right now um 79 it says but that bloodborne game is 29 and that came out like two years ago or something so demon souls will drop soon i'm sure have have you posted your uh pick to the discord yet uh, I can right now. You should. You should do it. Oh, you know what's a game I really want to play? I what? put it on my wish list for, for Christmas, Jarrett. Uh, have you ever heard of that game Stray, where you're just a cat? No. It's a PS. It's a PS5 game. I don't know if it's exclusive. It might be on PC as well. But you're just a cat, and you just walk around doing cat stuff. Cool. Looks really cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I thought it sounded cool. You know what I mean? Did Did you ever get that? Uh, that game where you're the goose uh untitled goose game yeah i did not that is available on switch yes. but i never i never got it okay no. it looked okay i i wouldn't mind fucking around with it but i wouldn't want to pay actual money for it you know <laughs> I mean? right like like i would buy it but for like a dollar mm-hmm. there's lots of horror games on ps5 too which is cool yeah <laughs> nintendo doesn't like to make things scary so they, though, even though they did have that uh, Eternal Darkness game ages ago. They had Eternal Darkness, and they had that, um, uh, what was that one? Um, the the picture-based one. Fuck, I can't remember. They had it on Wii, where the Wii remote was like a camera, and you were like looking at ghosts. You are like, ooh. Oh. Uh, I don't know I that one. Sh- um, the fuck was it called? Well, well when you were talking like Something what? Something like Fatal Frame. But I know that's Fatal a, that's, Frame. Is that what it actually is? Yeah, there oh. was one one of the Fatal Frames was a Wii U oh, okay. exclusive. Okay. Yeah, and like not the whole series, but one of them started out as a Wii U exclusive. They've probably ported it since then because the Wii U only lasted for like three years. And um, but yeah, I don't know. Lots of stuff to play, Jer. I'd say I might uh, I'll fuck around with 
Horizon, just to see, and then uh, maybe Uncharted. I don't know. I've never played those either. Man. They're supposed to be good. Some real square picks right there. Isn't Uncharted like Uncharted and God of War? Aren't those like the two like <laughs> like be, like platform or like yeah, pillar PlayStation games? Yep, yeah, yeah, there sure are. I've I've I don't know if I've ever played God of War at all. Like even a little bit. I, I feel like I have like because I've well, played I games like that. I bet you can. Yeah, I, I, I ripped can. through two of those fucking things in like a week. That's correct. Like, so they're it not was a grind. So they're not. Uh, or, well, or did how, you just not do anything? No, I mean, well, I don't do. I didn't. I wasn't doing extras, but they're linear games. Like, there's not like they're not open world games where you just walk around doing whatever you feel like. Okay. Um, how like I use how long to beat? They like average how long a game is. It said God of War one was nine hours, and I did it in six. And then it said God of War two was twelve hours, and I can't. I I don't. I didn't see my count. It was definitely. I was a little closer to that. Like that one was longer for sure. Okay. But uh, I don't know. They uh, those games are okay. They they do have like, I think I said last week. I can see why they were popular, but they are a little clunky. Like uh, just with you know PlayStation two physics and things like that. The platforming was sometimes hard when it shouldn't have been. You know when. You know how old games were where you were like, I want to do this, and then you can't, like, you're, like, interacting with the environment, and, you, like, you can't get through stuff? Not your fault. You're just, like, you're, like, the game doesn't work. Uh, and then some of the puzzles were, like, frustrating, too. I was just, like, I was, like, these puzzles are horseshit. How, how, how long did you uh, try solving the puzzle before you just uh, FAQ'd that? Some of them, some, uh, oh, uh, I would give them, like, I'd give it, like, 10 minutes. I'd give it a solid 10 minutes of, like, because, like, some of the puzzles weren't really complicated. And, like, sometimes I knew exactly what I had. This was the frustrating thing. I knew exactly what I had to do. But for everything I tried, I couldn't do it. Like, there was one puzzle where you had a timer of, like, 12 seconds. And you had to kick this box, like, four times. And, like, like powering up to kick the box took two seconds. Chasing the box after you kick it took two seconds. And it was, like, the time was, like, I executed this, Jarrett flawlessly flawlessly and i still was short on time and i would die every time and i was like this puzzle is horse shit and this game is horse shit that's where i got a few points on god of war 2 and god of war 1 it's fucking driving me nuts <laughs> but they uh they're fine you know what i mean i see where they were popular but uh going playing a 20 year old game it's like yeah it's it's got a little it's got some hiccups that i'm not used to anymore i guess so yeah, that's some stuff I did. So I got it, Jared. Oh, Sam Ch- Sanchez is here. Uh oh. Are you gonna ask for our children's PSN ID? Yes, I would. Send me all of your guys' children's uh, video game um, <laughs> IDs. Not for weird reasons, but to be friends. Yeah. If you get a PS5, you and me could be friends. We could be. Yeah. That's, that's, we share our friend codes. That's a, that's a good motivation for me to continue being PS5 free. Well, you, what if you had Sam Sanchez's friend code or his kids' friends' codes? <sighs> to play games together. You know what? Discord's plenty for me. What's a Discord, Jarrett? Why, RJ, funny uh-huh. that you ask. I, I, my, my understanding is it's one of mm-hmm. the fastest-growing social media platforms on the inter- in, in the world right now. 
I heard that it's so fast growing that numbers are up so high, people are buying PS5s with the profits. I, I heard people's heads are spinning it's so fast. People's heads are falling off is what I heard. People's heads are falling off? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just like birds' heads. It's a hell of a time to be alive. So the Discord, is there like exclusive content on here, Jerry? No, not really. I mean, it's just people shooting the shit, saying real risque things, real weird, gross things. If you want to be part of what, that. Like what, Jer? I don't know. Talking about Costco and, and riding hard. I don't know. You'd have to ask them. I, I shake my head and I go, what What have we cultivated here? What, 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 what are we doing? Oh, well, speaking of criterions. Uh-huh. Uh, so I guess like on Facebook, uh, on the yeah. official Vinegar Syndrome fan page, people were sharing their wish lists of movies that they'd hope that Vinegar Syndrome does. And someone was like, you know, it's really great to see that like uh, this group kind of comes together and like does this sort of thing because uh, over on the Criterion pages, it's just people who complain about everything. Mm-hmm. And people are gathered. The Criterion fans really take themselves seriously. Is that all they do? Uh, well, that's all they do that we know of. That we know of. That we know of. But they're probably getting uh, people's kids' PS like PlayStation friend codes or something. You know what they do? They wait for um, sight and sound polls mm. for ten years, and then when they see the results, they get mad. Like our like our first email, oh, from, okay. from Keegan Day, oh. entitled "What's the Deal, Man?" <laughs> Keegan Michael Key. Hey, creeps! The new objective best movies ever sight and sound list for 2022 from the Big Fellas Institute. I uh, like that. <laughs> How do you guys feel about it? Do you agree with it? Are the 1,600 professionals right? Or are they all a bunch of hacks? Um, I don't know, RJ. I'm, clearly, I imagine you've been consumed with um, gaming and c- couldn't give a... I mean, a, I've a, seen it on Twitter. Couldn't all, give, oh, yeah. all I've seen for like four days on the internet is, here's my top 10 of... Uh, sight and sound thing and it's just like other people being like yeah we know this is a list but here's what i think is the actual top 10 <laughs> it's an opportunity to uh expouse that and it was all like actual filmmakers too it's like guillermo del toro and like uh fucking like whoever they're like here's my top 10s i just saw the thing with paul schrader like <laughs> ripping ripping ass into this movie he's just like this is such fucking horse shit Chantel Ackerman, my ass, is what he said. Uh, I think he, he did talk about the woke mob. He did, <laughs> or, or the he woke, did. woke woke things. So, yeah. but but I will also want to add there is um, double A over on Facebook. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you saw this, RJ, but I did. Uh, uh, Aaron, Aaron shared a, a screenshot of John Lurie uh, sharing some uh, anecdotes about Paul Schrader. Oh, John Larry's got good stories. Uh, number one, Chris Stein was making a demo with the Lounge Lizards in 1979. We had pooled all our money together and bought a tiny bit of cocaine. Ooh. Debbie Harry brought Paul Schrader by the studio. He saw our precious pile of cocaine that we were saving and snorted all of it. <laughs> Continued. I was at a party. I opened the refrigerator to get a beer. There was only one beer left. As I reached for it, someone pushed me out of the way and grabbed the last beer. It was Paul Schrader. 
I was outside something or other. I was about to smoke my last cigarette. Paul Schrader asked if he could bump a smoke. I said, I only have one left and showed him. He said, that's okay. And plucked it out of the back. Oh, yeah. I have <laughs> the, the conclusion of this. Yeah. I, have, I have only met Paul Schrader three times. <laughs> Oh, I love John Lurie, man. He's so he's so good. He's so fun. Do you see those those have to be true too? Paul John Lurie doesn't seem like a guy who bullshit stuff like cuz why would he? He just lives in like Ecuador or whatever, wherever okay. he lives now and just paints weird shit all day, so I feel like he calls it straight, you know? But I'm looking at this list off a lot of criterions. Yeah. But you know how this list is horseshit? Because rules of the game is number thirteen. There you go. <laughs> Which is like, why? Map the movie camera is number nine. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't seen that yet, so I can't speak to that. It. Yeah, I don't know how many people actually finished watching that thing, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, there's an awful lot of shitty movies in here. <laughs> Cleo. What about Cleo? Cleo. Yeah, you know about Cleo. Meshes you know about whatever. Cleo. Yeah. This just looks like every other fucking movie on Letterboxd. Why are people mad? I don't know. I mean, you know that, uh, like, I, I, I did see people, like, talking about this. I was like, I was like, what do you expect? If you want to make a movie list, go make a fucking movie list. Make your own list. You say, all oh, the best diehard movies. They're, they're definitely Christmas movies. And you go, yeah, sure. <laughs> Nobody cares any, anymore. Just leave me alone. Oh, yeah. I mean, all, all I know is that when I, when I saw it, I went, ah, I know how this conversation is going to go. Because people yeah. got axes to grind. Yeah, they sure do. And mission accomplished. You, you really pushed those buttons, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's what they want, right? So... Whatever, if that's what you want to do. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> so what's your what's your sight and sound top ten? Shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sight and sound? No. I, I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. No? Oh, okay. I, I've got, I'm sure I got like some old list on Letterboxd of like top 100 movies or some shit. Yeah, but I don't have that list, so you uh you make make good on that fella. Okay. Feller. All right. You know about fellers? It's not even in like numeric. It's not even in real order. It's all based on waiting. So. Oh, well, that's lame. I don't know. Is it? Yeah, I don't know. Shit, I don't know. My list is not. I think it's kind of lame. But this sight and sound thing that's based on like think weight of such and blah 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 i've heard some i've heard some things uh i'm sure there's a lot of opinions out there and people who say i know how this was done and i don't know if it's true or not so the algorithm oh it's about, about how they submitted things and how you identify yourself and classifications things like that being claimed i haven't seen anything for myself to see what this looks like and uh what response, it is. and i don't know at the end of the, at, 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 end of the day rj you should play shadow of the colossus I will, I will. Right now, as of right now, it is $39, but I think I can get it for lower than that. Yeah. So I'm going to keep an eye on that. I'm going to keep an eye on it. Yeah, and I'm going to be playing that remake version, Jarrett. 
So uh, you're going to come over and watch? You don't get a turn, but you can watch. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, I, I will say, though, that the the now the, the highest rated film of this of this decade, uh, Gene Dillman 23, I've never seen it. And, and you have. Which What is that? The, the the Chantal Ackerman movie, RJ. Oh, <laughs> fuck! I saw that it was a Chantal Ackerman movie, but what is it called? Uh, Gene Dealman Twenty Three Quad de Commerce Ten Eighty Bruxelles. Okay, let me see. I gotta. I, I thought you've seen this. Do you know what Chantal Ackerman Ackerman movies are like? Uh... Like, because some of her movies are just shots of like hallways for like twenty minutes. That's fine. I haven't seen this movie. Oh, I thought you had. No, I've seen um I've seen some of the Chantel Ackermans that are in like the those box sets, like the Feeling Feeling Blue, uh or what what is it? What are those the Eclipse series things? So I've seen like Hotel Monterey and oh, okay. uh I think it's La Chambre. Um yeah. something else. Like Hotel Monterey, that's one that's like you, you know like what? Thirty <laughs> minutes of an elevator door. You, you know how long this Gene Dillman movie is? I just saw that. Yeah, I one two, day, one day we'll watch it, RJ. Two hundred and two mo- minutes. It, it, yeah, it is a part of the collection. I can tell already from the poster. One frame is a woman drinking milk. One frame is just the milk without the woman. I guarantee, fucking tea, there is a thirty-minute shot of just, just <laughs> this jar of milk. Well, and there might maybe you know just and just for kicks, maybe there's like a bit where like I don't know an animal gets his head caved in. For, for in, in an Ackerman? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah, not saying probably. Ackerman does. That's what sometimes happens with this uh, the cinema. Yeah. You know about cinema? Uh, no, I've heard about um, I've heard about film craft. <laughs> yeah. Is that different? Right. Or is that is that is that the same? Yeah, I haven't seen that movie. I, I don't want to either. So that's good. So I got that going for me, which is pretty good. You know what I mean? Pretty good. O- only one other email, RJ. What? Justin Peterson. Really? How did it all start anyway? Nobody hey, knows. Jared and RJ. What's happening? Nothing. With your current struggle with the creep getting through Spine 369, the Paul Rosen yeah. box set, crazy yeah. to think how I started writing in 200 plus episodes ago mm. when you guys reviewed Ratcatcher. Remind me again how two super fans of Ghoul Cinema ended up on this never-ending quest to watch all the Criterions for better or worse. One day, I ra- I walked into Jared. We were strangers and said, hey, are you happy in life? I said, yeah, I think so. And he said, do you want to not be? And I went, what? Hmm? And he went, what? And in my hand, I had ding- dangling a... Uh... I had a headset and a microphone. I just hand, I, I handed it to you, yeah. along with a copy of Grand Illusion. He said, "Here you go." And then you did the thing, the gypsy thing, where you go, "Yeah," you touch my nose or something, and I go, "Huh? Mm-hmm. What?" Yeah, very troubling stuff is what I have to say. Yeah. Very troubling stuff. I can't. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Every time we tell that story. Well, people don't believe it, but it's like you have really long fingernails, so it's very believable. Actually, like I think I've mentioned before, my fingernails grow really fast. 
And sometimes I, I don't clip them fast enough. And Andrew's really bothered by it. She's like, why do you let your fingers and they'll grow fast? And I, I don't know how to explain. It's like, why do you let I, them grow fast? Well, or, or it's like, why do, you let, what do you, why do you let them grow long? And I don't know how to explain. It's like, I don't think I do. It's just they grow that fast. It's uncontrollable. Like one day they're normal and the next day they're like, they're like full claws, like freaky, like eighties nails. And it happens like in a day for burrowing. And I mean, I like it cause I can like scratch my body really good with like a grooming claw. So maybe I am doing it intentionally. I've just blocked it out of my mind, but I don't know. How long do you let your nails grow? Grooming uh, until they're like just too long. Like a grooming claw. I, I don't like getting shit under my nails. So. Do you ever leave one long? Uh, Clip all the rest? No. For scratching? No. My, my, my coke nail? That is your grooming claw. You've been over this. <laughs> grooming claw. Okay. Mr. Mr. Chopsticks here. Nope. Yeah, but I I only I only why, don't you, why don't you use those, those sticks? Well, because then it would be on my nails, though. It would be on my grooming claws, and then it would be another whole thing. You just use the back of them. Use the other end of the stick. You don't, Not the eating side. Um, you, you can dig away, RJ. Scratch, scratch, scritch, scratch. Scratch, scratch, scritch, scratch? Yeah. Shit. Think about it. It's hard to... You're going to think about it next time. You'll be like, yeah. oh, maybe. And then you'll be like, oh, my, my ears feel a little clogged. Well, kind of like that, eh? Kind of like that. It'll be like a like a Ren and Stimpy story oh, right there. I didn't watch Ren and Stimpy, though. That's too bad. I feel like I don't the, know if I'd like the, it. The, the window is closed. It's about, it's yeah, about, it's about, a, it's about a cat and a dog. It's about, ki- it's it's about, it's about. It's about kitty litter. I know what it's really about. Mm-hmm. All right? A yeah. bunch of perverts out there watching Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nine-year-old perverts. <laughs> Oh yeah, they didn't know it yet. That's, <laughs> they didn't know it yet. That was the power. Those people would become perverts. That was the power of Ren and Stimpy, mm-hmm. which is more troubling than anything else, I think. On many occasions, JD, you have mentioned Unforgiven as being one of your top tier best picture winners. Mm-hmm. Curious to hear why you're such a fan, since despite being a well-made film, I am not really into how it aims to take the piss out of the Western genre. Does it? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I always thought that that movie was like. Um, I don't. I don't like when people say this, but it's like a love letter to westerns. I thought that just, movie was just was just western. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, mean, I never saw it as anything else. Hmm. I'm not sure what it was to doing. What would it would have been doing to take the piss out of uh, the Western. It seems like an embrace. It's not like a parody or anything of like that. It seems like pretty s- straight up. I mean, cause the whole idea is that it's uh, revisiting a, like an old scumbag, like, you know, bandit, mm-hmm. uh, robber, murderer of women and children, mm-hmm. um, who, you know, straightened up his life, got married and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, wasn't like punished for his crimes changed his name he was like the guy who got away with it and then uh he gets dragged back in mm-hmm. and uh i mean it's got some amazing characters little bill uh little bill little bill little bill is pretty cool little bill uh pretty quotable um mm-hmm. part of it though too is i think that uh the comic writer garth ennis was yeah. like so influenced by it that 
when I w- w- got around to watching it, it, it just seemed uh, a lot of the taste of uh, Garth Ennis's stuff had been imprinted on me. And so when I was watching this stuff, I could see totally these are just Garth Ennis stories. Like there's this one uh, Saint of Killers miniseries mm-hmm. that is full on just Unforgiven. <laughs> like it, it's pretty shocking uh, how much yeah. he just redid the story. But yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, the movie's beautiful. It looks mm-hmm. fantastic. Shot saw, shot in right and around Creepsville. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Um, it depicts things in a fairly nasty kind of realistic way. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like there's much hope going on uh, out, mm-hmm. out, in the, out in the frontier. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, awesome screenplay. Mm-hmm. Great, great, great dialogue. Mm-hmm. Maybe, it, maybe it's maybe a grower uh, as you kind of... And- not a shower? Oh, it's pretty. It's pretty showy. It looks pretty oh, okay. good. I remember uh, watching it on Blu-ray for the first time and uh, being shocked by how uh, well it captures the the light uh, around here, in, in a way. Around Creepsville? Yeah, around Creepsville. It's it looks okay. it looks really good, and yeah. uh, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, Morgan Freeman's character in it is uh, awesome. Again, I don't know. It's all about mm-hmm. the it's about the dialogue. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe, maybe uh, Justin's not a fan of the Schofield kid. Ned. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's when he said taking piss. Maybe it's that scene where Gene Hackman like takes a shit on on a, a book that says westerns, and he says, "Here, how's that for a western?" <laughs> I mean, they're they're for idiots. How's this for a western? And he shits all over it. Uh, that was pretty crazy. No. Do you... The duck of death. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. That's wild stuff. Wild stuff. Yeah, I mean, I always... They, R- always RJ, they even yeah. cut her teats. They did what? They even cut her teats. Holy shit. I know. That sounds bad. Is yeah, that I don't bad? Know. I, don't, I don't know. The movie's awesome. Uh, Yeah, it is. It is. I agree. Yeah. It's a, it's a cool show. Cool. It's real it's cool. A, it's a cool show. That, and, and the ending's awesome. <laughs> he just fucking murders everybody. It's yeah. What's there not to love? It's about it's just like him slowly starting to take those drinks as he finds out about what's happened to to Ned. Mm-hmm. And we're decorating my place with my friend. It's so good. <laughs> it is good. It yeah. is good. I think the biggest thing about that movie is who doesn't like it. Exactly. I want to know. Yeah, back to back. I mean, it's Silence of the Lambs and Unforgiven. Back to web. Like, it's got to be two of the best back to back winners of Oscars right there. Yeah, and June Hackman wrote both of those ha- screenplays. Hackman. So that's pretty cool. He's still alive, right? He is. Uh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike Kirstie Alley. Uh-oh. Am I right? <laughs> well, you know, that's. Yeah, she's dead. But you know who's alive? Huh. Harrison Ford. Allegedly. Have yeah. you seen that preview? I have. And do you think that he is alive, maybe, or do you think that he's well, been reanimated? Maybe like when the movie releases, that's when they'll reveal he died on set. But we, but we were able to capture his soul in this machine. They say, "You guys remember Grand Moff Tarkin?" Do you recall? Well, guess what are, are you aware of liches? Uh, I am. I am. Yeah, I'm well aware of liches. Mm-hmm. Well aware. It's like well, well aware. Have you ever heard of a, a phylactery? I know phylic, like phalic stuff. Oh, okay. Is that what you mean? <laughs> Never mind. So oh, okay. You, you can keep your your soul in that. You just got to hide it like Harrison Ford has. 
Is that Jared? Are you quoting Harry Potter? No, I'm quoting D and D. Oh, okay. Because Harry Potter does something very similar. Oh, here's here's a big boy question for us. Goat movie question of the week. Okay. Get off my lawn and then tell me about your favorite <laughs> movies from old Clint Eastwood. I need um, to revisit the Dollar trilogy, but for now, I would say for a few dollars more is my fave. That one's is. I guess we're asking about acting uh, specifically, not directing. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I mean, who, who is anyone going to say anything other than Gran Torino? <laughs> You me? know what I mean? Not me. Now you did you know he's in Casper? That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, I'm gonna have some answers here. I'm gonna have some okay. answers here. I know you're a big the Deadpool guy. <laughs> what about the Mule? Uh, you know, I never saw it. I never saw it. Unfortunately, unfortunately. Here's two fake answers, uh, and then a real answer. Fake answer. Or not fake, but so when I uh, growing up, my dad didn't have a lot of DVDs at his house. One DVD he did have was the 2002 film Blood Work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was that red cover with yep. him. And I never watched it because I always I was always like, oh, shit. Because I, I was like, he's going to fuck people up. Yeah. And I was like 12 years old and it was red. And I was like, oh, man, is that blood? I was like, this movie looks scary. This movie shit. looks for adults. <laughs> I was like, this looks like it's for adults only. I was like, that's scary. <laughs> okay. Um, so some picks for me, because uh, yeah. I, I have watched a lot of Clint Eastwood movies. 37 out of 149. Huh? That's only 24%. It's pretty good. I got yeah. 20. Okay. Uh, High Plains Drifter is... That's is, the that's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Uh, Where Eagles Dare is Ooh, another good one thumbs up way up even though he's mm-hmm. kind of barely in it he just stands there and is cool kelly's heroes mm. incredible incredible madison county i've n- never seen bridges of madison county yet 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 um but there are worse things that you could do with your life than watching uh old clint eastwood movies oh yeah clint movies are cool man like have you seen grand torino I have. Yeah, so you you know, you get it. I believe I saw that on, I think, Christmas Day. <laughs> or maybe Boxing Day or something. It was on a Christmas break, and I was like 17 or 18 or something. And it was like, family's doing this. And I was like, that's cool. I'm going to go check out Gran Torino with the boys. <laughs> and they're like, really? And I was like, yeah. Was it the right decision? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I haven't I haven't watched the the, the Sergio Leone uh, Dollar trilogy for a long time. Those are cool. But those uh, are yeah, cool. for me, let's see. Yeah, those those two World War Two movies are really awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, High Plains Drifter, and ob- I, and obviously my love for Unforgiven. Yes, I do think uh, I I, th- I kind of agree with you. I think High Plains Drifter is the best. But I'm gonna say Escape from Alcatraz for one reason. This movie was on every weekend from. 1999 to 2006 and did i watch it every single weekend yeah i did because it was the only thing on every weekend for about seven years wow so is it his best i don't know but i've seen that movie probably i like this is gonna sound dumb but probably like 80 times i've seen escape from alcatraz it was always on 
I've seen it. It was always on. Once. It was always on, Jared. It was always on like Showtime or something. And it was the like I've probably seen that movie more than any movie. Interesting. Maybe not any, but I've seen that movie a lot. I don't know why. It was just on a lot. Remember when they make those fake heads? That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Actually, thinking about it, I've probably seen this movie like 10 times, not 80. Okay. That's probably more realistic. But that's still a lot. Probably. That's probably a lot still. Yeah. So, Alcatraz. Yeah. Creepsville's Finest Eats. Oh. Ever eaten at Pop's Tap House? Oh. What is Pop's Tap House? Pop's Pub. I know about Pop's Pub. I don't know about this Tap House. I think they maybe tried to rebrand because Pop's Pub is like dark there's vlts everyone in there's named rusty so they're well, like let's <clears throat> let's gentrify this bar i know they had like pretzels that they, that they uh made in house yeah. but all all i know is that at one point i think one of the um people who owned into the company that owned mm-hmm. a whole bunch of these restaurants when the uh, when the province was talking about increasing the uh, minimum wage they're all oh, well it just means less hours for servers <laughs> that that was his reaction it's like uh, it's like oh fuck eat shit <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. i won't go i'll never buy i'll never go there again it's like well scumbags yeah. i was there a couple times they would do um like when i was an undergrad they would do like pierogi tuesdays or something whereas like every pierogi was i don't know like a, a dime or like a quarter or something. It was like, you get as many pierogies for quarters as you want. So, so, so Justin begins, never had a pierogi, so I would start with that. Whoa, 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 whoa. That dude's never eaten yeah. a pierogi before? What? Come on. I thought you Are were you uh, fucking kidding I thought me? You thought you were from the Midwest. That's insane. I've, I don't know if I have ever met somebody who has never eaten a pierogi before. Yeah, that's... That's crazy. That is crazy. I guess, like, can't you just go to, like, the grocery store and get, like, a bag of pierogies? And... You get frozen pierogies. Yeah, I guess, like, look up, just, like, I don't know, boil them up and then pan fry them. And then pan fry them. Yeah. Boil with some, them with some, until with they some, float. With, some, with onions. Yeah. Yeah, or bacon. Like, yeah. Whatever. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. Boil some pierogues and then, and then uh, in a pan, fry up some bacon and onions. And yep. then when the pierogues are boiled, throw them in the pan, crisp them up. Mm-hmm. And you got yourself... A stew going, baby. That's well, all you need. Well, then, well, what about sour cream, RJ? So I got to tell you something that's going to sound really gross, but give it a shot. So one time we didn't have sour cream, and I used ranch, and it was actually pretty good. Yes, I mean it's the same difference. I... Yeah, yeah. White, but here... white cream. <laughs> white creams. Yeah. Here, here's one for you. Andrew's grandma makes um, cottage cheese pierogies. Have you ever, have you ever had one of those? No. They're good. They're they're really good. Are you just a potato and cheese pierogi kind of guy? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Try the. If you ever get offered a cottage cheese pierogi, <laughs> don't say no. Uh, I don't will, say no. I will. I will don't say, say no. no. I will. Don't say no. Yeah, pierogies are awesome. Warm goat cheese and walnut salad does not seem to go with the rest of their bar menu, so I guess I would go with this odd-sounding hurricane burger. Uh, I think I've seen that before. Actually, I think it's got like a pineapple on it or something. It's one of those things where like, it's like... Oh, the burger does? The burger's got like a slice oh, of pineapple well, there, there, That was a thing, though. It was like the... They're, they're doing kahuna burgers, kind of. Uh, yeah, they're, they're... It's like when... Um, oh, what's that one sauce? Was it chipotle Big sauce? Big kahuna sauce? 
Well, no, it was like, oh, everyone likes pineapple on it. And then yeah. there's there's a phase that restaurants tried out. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, what's that? Asiago cheese. Oh, that, Asiago. That, 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 that phase when all these places yeah. were like, they're trying to chase the next thing because somebody obviously had uh, acquired a source for this. And then they're like, let's put mm-hmm. it on a burger. People will love it. Yeah. I, I mean, that's exactly what they did. Like, uh, the Kahuna burgers. OJ's has a Kona burger. Kona, that's sorry, still, that's what I was thinking. It was the yeah, Kona burger. But I mean, burger, Kahuna yeah. is uh, just as likely well, a name well, as anything well, else. This was Pulp Fiction's the Big Kahuna burger. Big Kahuna burger. But I was like, yeah, I couldn't exactly. remember. I couldn't. The word escaped me. The Kona burger. Kona, which all it is, it's just a burger that has big, a pineapple on it. Big in 2013. Yeah, I mean, I like pineapple, and I, I don't. I'm not one of those weirdos. It's like you can't put pineapple on this, and it's like who fucking cares? Put pineapple on whatever you want. But um, it's fine. I've never, I had I think a pineapple burger once. I was like, I'm good. I was like, I don't need to try this again. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. warm salad at Pops. Hey, that's concerning. The warm goat cheese salad or whatever. You don't want your salad to be hot. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want goat. Or walnut near my salad. No. Give me a cob salad. Boiled eggs. Cob. Ham. Ham or something. Load them up. Ship them out. Just to let you know, RJ, I agree. The final segment of the show is a highlight with how random and sometimes never-ending it is. Too bad I hardly remember enough of what you guys talk about during that segment each week to be able to comment. Yeah, if people don't know, it's not going to happen this this week because we're drawing attention to it but sometimes those last two to 20 minutes of the podcast after the review <laughs> things get a little crazy that's jared it's when hell's unleashed well sometimes we've been talking for like four hours and you, you get a little lightheaded and words just come out that you don't even know you're saying oh. at that point but uh i got a pops pub story for you, jared <laughs> so uh i've been to pops a couple times and i remember i went with some friends once and my, my buddy got like sausage with uh pops special sauce so it was like two sausages with pops special sauce and i was like give me a bite of that sausage brah so i got a little bite and i dipped it in this special sauce and immediately i knew what it was because it's what i've been making for spaghetti my entire life one can of mushroom soup one can of tomato soup that's pops pubs special sauce baby i i knew it immediately i've been tasting like when i grew up we would have it once a week i i can identify that instantly and i was like that's tomato soup and mushroom soup and they're like no it isn't and i was like it is i said i will I said i'll bet you a thousand fucking dollars right now so you go over the back to the kitchen you ask so just walk back there they won't get mad at you walk <laughs> back there and ask so uh i got that special sauce baby i know what it is back pocket but yeah i went for pierogi nights once or twice but uh the Pops Pub I went to was the West Side one, and it was uh, just crawling with undergrads, you know, people who can only afford, like, $2.75 worth of pierogies. They're like, can I get six and a half pierogies, well, please? It was because the uh, urban market at the school is uh, fleecing them. Well, yeah, and, I mean, that place is uh, crusty on the best of days. <laughs> I saw someone uh, – There, have you ever seen that uh, – that uh account it's on facebook or twitter or something oh, and it's wilden like, wilden out yeah the creep uh creepville you wilden i think there was someone put a picture as like a rat eating like food from a or not a rat but a like mouse. a mouse yeah yeah and i was like that's good i mean mice are everywhere they don't bug me that much but i was like that's fun good for you guys 
We are in a, the, the school is in a coolie. It is. It is. You know how many snakes you guys get in the summer? Fucking wild. Yeah, well, there's a habernalicum or something, whatever it's called, uh, right on the, underneath the patio. Some people have called you a habernalicum. <laughs> you wish. Yeah. Trouser snakes. Yeah, yeah Pops Pub's a interesting place. Interesting place. Interesting. Hibernalicum. Hibernalicum, yeah. Yeah. Some people say you're a hibernalicum. Oh, God. The the (laughs) photos of this. No, don't look up photos of that stuff. It's just a nest for snakes. Snakes? Do you think Bam Margera would get thrown into one of those? Oh. Oh. I mean, that's essentially what they did in, uh, was it Jackass 3D or something? What was the last one Bam was in? It was 3D, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. It was definitely not the forever. Or it might have been 3.5 or something like that. Oh, good. Jarrett's sending me pictures of snakes now. Right beside that guy puking all over himself. <laughs> so that's good. Never opening the chat again. Very nice. See, there's a diagram, though. Well, the diagram I saw, that that was helpful. Yeah. But the picture was un- unneeded. That's, that's where the snakes live. I know where the snacks live. Got a, got a cat snack right there. No. Yeah, it's a good one. One last thing. I yeah. am truly worried about my wife's sanity as she dropped a crazy amount mm. of money to get my middle Lego Master Kiddo Tanner the discontinued Simpsons house set. Just uh-huh. check how much you have to drop for these things from a legit seller on eBay. Do you want me to? Do you want me to do that? Sure. Uh, so can you think hey, wait, of what any... is it called? Uh, just look up Lego Simpsons, Simpsons House. Okay. Okay, I'm on eBay CA. Okay, I'm looking at... I'm, uh, so can you think of any insanely pricey gifts you were lucky enough to get or crazy enough to give over the years? One year, I uh, somehow talked my sister into getting me these crazy, baggy, and pricey Janko kangaroo pants. Oh. Did you guys ever hang out with the skater crowd in grade school? Thanks for the time, creeps. Best from Big Sleigh Boy J. Money Peterson. I mean, I know the skater boys. Sometimes you got to say, see you later, boys. You know what I mean? Uh, so these Simpson houses range from anywhere from uh, 5 to like 700 yeah. Andrea just walked by and she's I was talking about Simpson houses and she's like, What in the fuck kind of podcast is this? I just seen it sainted it in her eyes. I sainted it in her eyes, Jarrett. <laughs> but uh yeah, very expensive these Simpson houses. That's a very expensive. That's a that's a couple bucks for, yeah. a, for a child. <laughs> So did you ever wear the Janko jeans? I did not. I didn't no? I was, I, nor nor was I a skater boy. You weren't a skater boy? No, I mean, I know you aren't either. Why? Well, I, I mean, I shred. <laughs> In the garage. Yeah, that still bra- counts. And then break things. Hey, it doesn't matter how long I was skating or how long I was a skater boy. The point is, I, I was skating, and I have an injury to prove it, so like... It's just more than I got. Yeah, exactly. My my point is, Jared, I am a skater. SK8. And everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows. So you tell me about your expensive Christmas gift. Hmm. Uh, huh? I don't know. I'm like thinking. I, nothing, nothing springs to mind. 
What about like um, the time you got that like portable urinal that you could like slide through your pant leg in case so like no one could see you? No, I, you're just thinking of the D pants. Oh, the D pants. Yeah. Oh, hi, Andy. Yeah, she's she's walking away. Okay. She heard Simpsons House and Skater Boys, and she's out of here, man. She's gone. That's okay. Uh, so wait, D pants you got? Yeah. Yeah. Were they were they good? Uh, did you, they didn't did you la- like them? They didn't last long. One use and they were done. Mm-hmm. I don't know how expensive it was, but I had um, I had a Daily Bugle set, which was super cool. It was like the full Daily Bugle, and it came with a bunch of the guys and stuff like that. Was that it for was, like uh the Spider Man animated series era? Yes, it was. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah, from the Sears catalog, I believe. I think usually it's like I don't know if it's ever like one big expensive thing, but it's like volume. Well, it's that, and then all the additional guys are like extra. Yeah. Right, but I had a, I had all the cool ones. I don't have them anymore. A lot of people like stole them, which was like kind of shitty. But I had like uh, a Punisher. I had uh, I had Spider Man when he turns into the spider. Man, man, man Spider. Man Spider. Yeah, I had um, Iron Spider. I had a Kingpin. I had a Craven. I, uh, I had a Carnage, which was really cool. He's kind of fuzzy. I still have um The only one I still have is Man Spider. I think I've yeah, showed you. You have. Before. We've he's, we've talked about the paint job finish. Yeah. He's he's just missing one of the fangs, which is too bad. And then oh, I do. The only other one I have is the J Jonah Jameson. He doesn't have the coat, but he's super ripped. Like he's got abs and stuff. That guy's pretty cool too. Those are the only two I still have, which is kind of a bummer. Oh, I had a Morbius. I had a Morbius one, Jared. And when Morbius? you switch, Morbius. Uh, when you like squished his legs, his uh, face would um, spin from a uh, like vampire face to like a uh, human face, which was kind of cool. Oh, I, I liked I, that. I just thought of one. I just which I, one? Uh, a year ago, I was just like thinking, like, there's something off the top of my head, but what would it be? And it just came to me. Are you familiar with the old man by the CRJ? The Hemingway? Uh, not quite. Uh, 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 are, are you familiar with the uh, the Magic the Gathering set Arabian Nights? Uh, is that based on the book? Uh, it's like more from like Arabian Nights, like the movie. Uh, the thousand thousand one one. Like the comic book? Yeah, sure. Uh, no, I'm not familiar. Can you fill me in on that? Oh, I'll send you here. I'll send you. There you go. Okay, okay, let me see. Oh, what's that guy doing? He's he's piggyback riding on a man. Is he hurting the guy? Because it looks like he's hurting the guy. Well, he wants him to carry him around, and he's going to whip him to, and make sure he does what he wants. Okay. Yeah. Is that good or bad? That's, that's not great. It's not good? Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I thought it was maybe a good thing, but okay. That, that was a... That was a pretty generous gift. Uh, why is it expensive? It is. It's, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> is it because it's goofy or it's what? It's a reserved list, RJ. What does that mean? It means it won't get reprinted. This this one's also my my wish list. I'll send it to you. Okay. Uh, it's actually less expensive, uh, surprisingly. But I'm not sure this is the best reproduction of it. But you, you tell me what you see there. Uh. I see a fawn. <laughs> yeah, the guy. The guy kind of looks like a seventies like 
not like a porn dude, but like a guy who'd be like at a restaurant, like serving spaghetti. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with fur leggings. Yeah, yeah, and his face is like not really what you expect. Want to see something incredible? Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's say I got to send. So you these this. are things you got as gifts. No, I've 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 not get have not received uh, the the will of the Sator, but I have received. Oh man. Uh, okay, it says typing. Yeah. Well, there we go. So check this out. This is a uh, the, oh. the, the the original pencils for this of artwork. the Sator. Yeah. You you received that. I know. I have not received oh. this either. As you can see, it's for sale. But uh, <laughs> did you note the price tag? Oh, if I open this link, I will. Let's see here. Oh, interesting. <laughs> no, only $6,800 Canadian. Uh, for, seems like a steal. Yeah, original sketch, baby. Yeah. It seems like a steal. His leg kind of looks like a penis uh, in the original sketch. Well, it's... Zoom in. Hover your mouse over the leg and zoom into the his no. left leg. No. It's pretty penisy. Pretty penisy. Pretty penisy. That's what I gotta say. So those are things you want? Well no, I, I've received. I, I do not want the original drawing of this. Uh Okay. The last year uh, Kim did get me an old man of the sea. That's pretty which cool. Was, which was pretty pretty awesome. I think if you wanted I, we can make a Patreon. I could recreate these images in my artistic style. You could 100% with AI. No, no. Mid -journey. With, you could use mid-journey. With my mitts, I could recreate. You've seen my art art before, my artistic endeavors, which one day we'll get them on a T-shirt. When T-shirts don't co cost us $38 to make a single T-shirt, one day yeah. we'll make a T-shirt. That would be great. But uh, you've seen my art. I could recreate you a You could. Well, what, mm -hmm. people still have never seen the uh, the shirt to design to this, no. to, to, uh, which is unfortunate. Nobody's ever seen. Well, it's because a, I wanted to like, I wanted to like unveil it like when when they were available to purchase. But if anyone can find a Canadian distributor, which isn't going to charge us over twenty dollars to make one shirt, because if it is, then we got to charge more. Like, we're not even trying to make money. We're just trying to break even. We'd have to charge people, like, $50 a shirt just to, like, break even. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So, anyways. What we, yeah, those are cool things. Those are cool things. Those are cool things. Mm -hmm. Old man in the sea. Hey? Old man of the sea, yep. Interesting. Very interesting. Arabian Nights, hey? Arabian Nights. Are they anything like Arabian Day? That's the song, Jerry. I know. I know. You... I was thinking about Iago. Iago? Jafar. He, he died, dude. Iago, uh, that's Gilbert Godfrey. Jeremy Irons is still okay, right? But Robin Williams um, is dead. Well, yeah, most of those guys are dead. Gilbert Godfrey's dead. Um, other guys are dead. Probably. I don't, I'm not sure if the Sultan's all right. <laughs> The Sultan? Yeah, the guy who did the voice of the Sultan. Hmm. I doubt it. Glad in I doubt that he's alive, is what I mean. A very good year. 1992? Mm-hmm. Was it when you had your, your first beer? <laughs> A very good oh, year. Oh, what am I saying? Jo Jonathan Freeman is the voice of Jafar. Yeah, I'm, you, I'm, I'm he thinking, is. Isn't he, is he Scar? 
man. You idiot. Uh, Jeremy Irons is Scar in Lion King. What the fuck is this? So Jeremy Irons is Scar. Okay. Wait a minute. Okay, never mind. Never mind. I was like, that doesn't seem right to me. So, ah, whoa. So, there's no way the Sultan can be alive. There's no way that this... Yeah, he died in 1999. This, 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 this photo of Douglas Seal made me go, no, 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 no. Mm. No, no, no. Is he a real seal? No, he's real old. Oh, okay. Is that good or bad? Do you think? I don't know. He just definitely was old. And, and like okay. in this picture, you're like, even from the age of the photograph, it's like, uh-uh. Mm. That's too bad. That's too bad. Yeah. Too too bad. Anyways, that's it for the emails. We're still here an hour and 15 minutes in with only two. Because we're, we're just that damn good. Interesting. Well, I mean, we can talk about old men and stuff if we have to. You know, old men? We can. We can. But uh, what have you been creeping on this week, RJ? I watched two things. Well, I played all those video games. You know about video games? Uh, I know. I heard about them. Do you know about the Greek saga? <laughs> I do now. Uh, Jarrett, it's the Greek saga. What did I watch? Uh, I watched Rain Over Me, the Adam Sandler film. Oh, yeah. Jarrett, do you know about 9-11? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know about Shadow of the Colossus? I do. Have you ever wanted to combine those two things? I have, and I know that Rain, Rain with Me Over Me River has some Shadow of the Colossus action. Not just some. It's heavily featured in this film. Wow. It is know. a plot point. Okay. So uh, if you've never seen it, it's Adam Sandler, and he's very disheveled. And Don Cheadle sees him one day. Don Cheadle's like a dentist, and he's married to Jada. You know about Jada? Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, that Jada. You know about Jada? Yeah, so Jada's Jada's kind of got like, um, she's a little particular on how they live their life. And Don Cheadle's, you know, it's kind of itching for more. He wants to be a man, Jared. He wants to be, he wants to go do guy things. So he sees Adam Sandler one day on the street, and he's like, hey, hey. But Adam Sandler doesn't see him, and then he goes. Don Cheadle goes home. He's like, "Yeah, I saw him." And they're like, "Who's that?" He's like, "Oh, it's my college roommate." Um, and then one of the Don Cheadle's daughters go, "Is that the man whose family died on the plane?" And Don Cheadle goes, "Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was." Storytelling, Jerry. Storytelling. So they uh, eventually meet up with each other, and Adam Sandler's whole family died on uh, 9/11. And he was a dentist too, but now he's a disheveled guy who remodels his apartment every month and plays Shadow of the Colossus. And when anyone talks to him about his family, he uh, he freaks out. And some people call him the hard R. They say, why are you being a expletive deleted? Oh. So there's some of that in this film too. I actually, I don't mind this movie. I think it's actually, it's got some good stuff in it. Some of it is a little bit like... Uh, like by today's standard, you go. Uh, uh, they drop a few things that are a little. Oh, oh. oh. you know what I mean. This reminds me. So yeah, uh, the other day at work, uh, my soon to no longer be my coworker, but uh, coworker still. They they're, they're moving on from the position. 
but mm-hmm. it's, it's unfortunate because I feel like uh, you two would uh, hit it off real, real well. Is it someone I don't know? Someone you don't know. Oh, wow. No. Okay. But I, I feel like uh, you'd be spirit animals. Oh, is this from your work work or your from work side work, work? From work oh, work. okay. Okay. From work work. Uh-huh. Um, but anyways, uh, you, guys, you, you two have similar tastes uh, in, in cinema, in references <laughs> of cinema. Because did you mention Shadow of the Colossus and they brought up Rain Over Me? No, 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 no. I'm thinking oh, more like okay. The Little Rascals. Oh, that's a good show. Yeah. Yeah, you know about Buckwheat? There's a, well, no, I'm, I'm more about uh, just constantly saying, thank you, my good man. Thank you, my good man. Yeah. Little Rascals is a good show. I don't know why I anyone figured. wouldn't like that. Yeah. But yeah. anyways, so all, for some reason, out of nowhere, he's like, hey, you guys remember Rat Race? <laughs> that's another good movie i know rj so Very anyway uh, jeremy thought hey let's 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 queue up the trailer for rat race at work Ooh. and so uh, we, that's we, not something you should we do. start watching it and uh, i think there's a little bit of like jaws dropping from some of these jokes and like just like music <laughs> i believe uh, jeremy went oh man i don't know if this humor's aged well Mm-hmm. <laughs> like don't, no don't ever show a preview from olden times from you olden times I mean? from 2001 yes olden times hey that's 21 years ago uh-huh. people born the day rat race came out can now get a drink legally in america so that's olden times you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so rain over me is kind of like that kind of like they that. drop some hard f's they yeah. drop some hard r's uh but you you would like it. There's a uh, Gene Wilder stuff in there. I know you're a huge Gene Wilder guy, huge. And uh, Shadow Colossus is in there. That's some ASMR for you, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't mind. I, it's not a bad movie. I like when Adam Sandler does this stuff. I, I think it would have been better in the hands of someone else. And Dungeon's alright. Jada seems like she's not playing a character. She seems like that's how she is. Not like overbearing, but like you can see why Will Smith got into the situation he was in. Do you know what I mean? Wow. You know what I mean? She's just a lady who knows what she wants. Well, you you keep that to the Discord, RJ. I'm just saying. I mean, she seems like she knows what she wants, and she's not afraid to say it. Is that wrong? I don't know. And then I watched Grandma's Boy. Do you know about Grandma's Boy, Jared? Uh, barely. This is a movie I've seen before. You know all the guys that are in Adam Sandler movies? Yeah. The the offcuts. Yeah, but never the guys that you would want to watch an entire movie centered around. Uh-huh. That's what this movie is. Oh. So the main guy, it's like all the Adam Sandler guys that are in like all the early day Sandlers, the good like you know, the good time of Sandler's. So, uh, what are they like? Um, the guys from like big daddy and, uh, um, that kind of stuff. No, yeah. Not early days. Not like happy Gilmore guys, but like big daddy era guys like Alan covert. Do you know Alan covert? He was in happy Gilmore actually. And big daddy and wedding singer. He's, uh, the brother-in-law on the wedding singer. Who was he in happy Gilmore? I don't know. Apparently he's in it though. Yeah. I don't know about that. He's in a yeah. lot, a lot of Sandler films. Yeah. You you know this guy though, right? Like as soon as you see him, you're like, oh, I know that. Kinda. Guy. I mean, I've seen seven movies with him, but they're including Heavyweights. 
Bulletproof, yep. mm-hmm. Waterboy, Big Daddy, Airheads. Yeah. So of all these movies, I think I've only ever seen The Wedding Singer a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Happy Gilmore, I've obviously watched uh, the most. The most. But everything else, I think I've only ever watched once. I mean, if he was in Bulletproof, he's been with Adam Sandler for a long time. You know what I mean? And he's an Airhead. Well, so well Airheads, is, Airheads is 94. Older. Oh, shit. He was even in Going Overboard. It's an 89 movie with Adam Sandler. There you go. So Those this two guy, are joined think, at the hip. They are. I think this guy is like a producer on a lot of Adam Sandler movies now. But uh, it's a movie about him. He's a game tester, Jared. You know about game testers? I, I do. Him and Nick Swardson and Jonah Hill. All those guys, they're game testers. And they're they're playing video games. But uh, he gets kicked out of his uh, apartment because he doesn't pay his rent. So he's got to go live with his grandma. And then his grandma's got roommates. And his grandma's played by Ray Romano's mom. And everybody loves Raymond. Oh, and then yeah. there, there's another guy at the game thing who's the, who's the game creator, not the tester. And he dresses like he's from the Matrix. And he makes robot sounds. And he goes... He makes robot sounds. You know what I mean, Jerry? Um, that's what this movie is about. Jared, do you like stoner humor? No. I don't know if you'd like this movie. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I'd like I definitely like to see your take on this. I think this could be a Patreon goal. Double feature Grandma's Boy and Radio. Ooh. I mean, I definitely watched this movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyways, I watched some movies this weekend. They were all pretty much about male bonding. So <laughs> Right. You know how I'm a, a... A bonder. Yeah, you know I'm a big male bonding guy. So that's what I watched. I also was playing some games. Astro's Playroom is pretty good stuff. You know what I mean? He knows what I mean. So that's what I had going on this week. Good. What about you? Uh, so other than the uh, the Robesons, uh, well, I sent you a, a link because all of a sudden mm-hmm. it struck me a couple days ago. It's like, you know what I haven't watched in a long time? It's Gar- Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. And mm. I, I think I brought it up on the podcast before and you were like, I don't know. And I was I, like, I, the, I I don't know what it is. I've never heard yeah, of it. Yeah, see, that's 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 interesting. So anyway, yeah. I was like, RJ, you, you got to watch this. You got you got mm-hmm. you got to check this out. It's it's gold, Jerry Gold. And I, uh, I will, I will. You should. It's only it'll only take you two hours. The episodes yeah. are only twenty minutes a pop. And it's I'll all check on, it out. It's on YouTube. I mean, it should be mentioned. Jared mentioned this to me on Monday. Yeah. So that was two days ago. Like two, I can't... two whole days. I just can't do it. I just there's just no time. I was trying to finish God of, God of War too. See, you had to finish the the Greek saga. Oh, I'm not even done the Greek saga. Oh. that's that's the third one. Is the one that's right. that's the conclusion of the I Greek see. saga. Right, right, right. Yeah, but I was just trying to finish the PS3 saga. You know what I mean? You know about PS3? So I'll watch it. But are you you're telling me it's worth watching? Yes, it is. I think okay. it's, uh, very very funny show. I'll watch it for next week. Do you want me to take episode by episode notes? You could, but they're so short. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to give it the Kenobi treatment? Remember when I reviewed Kenobi? Yeah, I do. You remember? 
I could give it the Kenobi treatment, which is just like <laughs> me talking. You talking. Are you going to watch that other show that you've been sending me stuff about all week? Oh, well, no, that's, that's later. That's, that's for be, Christmas? That's for that's Christmas break viewing. Okay. A little show right. called Aspen. It is. It's a little Aspen-y. Yeah. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's like I said, you got to watch it, and you got to tell me if it's worth watching. I will. That's the deal. I know. Okay. I, I've heard. It's a, You've heard that's the deal? I heard it's the return to form. Yeah. Uh, it, do you think it's anything like Kevin can fuck himself? Remember that show? <laughs> uh, that title gets, we, me, uh, gets me every time. We finished season one, and then season two is pay pay uh, locked oh, on uh, an Amazon channel. Eat which my shit. That's which what I, I say. F- I find total horseshit because it's like season one is on Amazon Prime normal, season two is on a channel. I was like, why are they split up? It's gotta wait it out. I, I, we will. We're not going to watch that. That's fucking horse shit. Whoa, 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 whoa. Huh? Wait. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I, I just haven't been paying attention to anything you've ever said, RJ. Maybe. But, okay. So, Atlanta. Yeah. So, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah. As of when? Like a year ago. Okay. Yeah, you don't pay attention. Remember when I was talking I don't, about I, I, you've been telling You've been telling me to watch it forever, but it didn't seem like yeah. there was really any easy way to watch it. I think I told you about season three uh, about five months ago. And it, I think I mentioned that it was on Disney Plus. So there's four seasons, isn't there? There is. That one's not on Disney Plus yet. What the fuck? I don't believe. Oh, TV. Did you see Mike Flanagan's show already got shit canned? Yeah, it was already. And then he went He went on Twitter. And he's like, okay, well, this is what season two was going to be. <laughs> so much for the Flanagiverse. Flanagiverse. The Flanagiverse that Netflix was pumping up. Um, wah, wah. Yeah, See, no, I would be I would be so mad if I'd watched that. If I'd spent if I'd spent a minute of my October viewing watching that show, and then it's like, oh, no conclusion. Oh well, oh, it's over. It's like fuck but off. I, now I don't have to watch it. It'd be vloggable though forever because it's one season. But it's not a complete story. No, it's not. But one season shows are alleged or just for whatever reason vloggable. That's so stupid. Yeah, I know it's stupid. I don't make the rules. Um. Yeah, you should definitely watch Atlanta now that it's on. I've, and it's done now too. Yeah, I think, but it, yeah, you I, know I what, think, RJ? I think the time's right. I think I think the time think is, it is coming right. It also is a show that begins with an A. Yes, it is. Is that is that a good thing? We're gonna do a compare and contrast oh, I see. of I see. of Andor and Atlanta. We'll see. We'll I'm not. See. I'm not. We'll sure see how what time. We'll, we'll see what time uh, shapes up. I'm not sure what you'll think, but I do know when you get to the newer stuff here. I think the way I described it a couple months ago when I was talking about it was Jordan Peele esque. Oh, not Jordan Peterson esque though. No, 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 Peele esque. Peele esque. Where the first two seasons are a little bit more um, straightforward. Okay. But anyways, yeah, you should watch uh, all those shows and stuff. There's lots of shows. That one. There are lots of shows. I feel like that one you've been harassing me about for a long I mean, time so maybe now's the time i i do think it, uh atlanta is worth watching okay. so you know that's just like my opinion man mm-hmm. i like i like dong glover dong lover he's a he's a cool dude 
So what were we talking about? I don't know. Uh, yeah, you watch Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, and everyone else I will. listening, I will. watch it too. It's literally two hours, and it's I will. And it's good stuff. Yeah. Well, I'll check it out, baby. Check it out. I'll check it out. Even yeah. uh, even even Andrea could check it out with you. Mm? And if and if she doesn't like it, call it quits. Okay. On the whole thing? On on it all. You got the PlayStation out of it. I mean, it's, you're good now. Yeah, so I'm all set. You're all set. I'm all set. Yeah. I'll check that out. I'll check yeah. that out. Yeah. We did start watching the uh, What We Do in the Shadows TV show. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're only like three episodes in. It's good. It's uh, it's Jermaine. Yeah. Like humor. So it's... Uh, S- psychic, I, psychic vampires. Uh, the psychic vampire is really good that's that's that the, dude is really yeah, good i've seen the youtube clips and yeah uh, I, I can i think that's like the concept of it is really funny it's a yeah it's it's so well done like the idea of it and the exit like this this the what he talks about when he's in his scenes it's it's very very yeah. good yeah. yeah i think i think the way the show was pitched is like it's parks and rec but it's vamp like because i mean i know it's from the movie but like right they're like how they pitch the serialized version is like it's park and parks and rec but it's vampires but get this what if on parks and rec they could say even crazier shit and it wouldn't be weird because like that's the germane humor i think in that where like they'll say stuff and it'll be like i want a chariot with a thousand black alligators pulling the chariots and but they're like vampires so you're like these guys are crazy <laughs> you know what i mean it's good we're gonna keep watching you, you, uh, keep watching that show. You can always rewatch Flay of the Concords. Uh, I have it on DVD. Well, you also have it on streaming. No, no. I have it on DVD. But then you're, you have to get up and change the discs. Yeah, that's kind of a shitter, hey? Yeah. And you, you, you don't know whose pubes are in those cases now. Oh, no. I bought that puppy new oh, many moons ago. So you know exactly whose pubes are in there. Oh, yeah. If I see one, I know what's up. <laughs> no. I know exactly what's up. So, uh, I think I got that the full set for thirty dollars in probably like twenty ten or something on DVD. That sounds about right, actually. Season one and two from like, HMV for thirty bucks for thirty. It is thirty dollars about twelve years ago. And hey, guess what? When that gets taken off of streaming, guess who's on top? Mm-hmm. Guess who can still enjoy that show without uh, without the stream. Dream. So you got any movie news there, Jared? Do I know? Wonder Woman three just got canceled. That's good. That's good. Oh, have you heard the rumbling though about Marvel Faith four and five are being delayed? Oh my god! Is it because of the Kang Dynasty? Kang. Is, is I, I, the... I think it's because uh, reception is negative on the franchise mm-hmm. right now. Yep. Hey, I, what's up with like the King Dynasty? Wh- why why do they keep why do I keep seeing things about Aubrey Plaza all the time? For White Lotus? Yeah. So do you do you I heard she's, yeah, I know I, you I, don't I, listen to me. I, I know. Do you remember when I talked about that show, The White Lotus? Yes. So she's in season two. It's the Italian season, which but, but, does but, stuff but now like she's, Vin, now she's a director. Now she's a director though. Oh fuck, I don't know what that's she's, she's making like a, she's making movies and she's saving cinema. These see this is the problem yeah. I have with everything is because people do yeah. interviews, but mm-hmm. then the people who write these things, they find the most annoying thing that someone might have said 
or they take something out of context to make it ex- like really annoying, mm-hmm. and that person would be like, "Well, I never actually said that," because yeah. that's what that's how you get clickbait, and then yep. it's all aimed at like gearing up these fucking uh, the film bros. Essentially, yeah. we're going back. Oh, fuck her! <laughs> Cinema doesn't need to be saved. She she's doing Marvel movies now, and then it's like, oh my fucking god! And this is what the, like, this is what enough. happens. It, like happens to Marty. It's like mm-hmm. the same thing where it's like Alan Moore says the same thing he's been saying for twenty years. Ah, oh, bullshit! Mm-hmm. Who does he think he is? Oh, I know, I know. That's what the only thing I post in the Discord usually is these, um, these like entertainment media things like that article it's like why you should still care about avatar even if it sucks it's like who wrote this who greenlit this thing as like a like do you know what i mean like why is this entertainment news now i don't fucking get it it's ridiculous ridiculous or like the rocks thing because that's what i brought up earlier so like there was I saw for the last, like, you know, I, I put that thing in the Discord about how The Rock was basically bullying people on Twitter who didn't like Black Adam, mm-hmm. like, before. So the last two days, all I've seen is people talking about how um, Black Adam is going to be a box office failure, how it's, like, for, like, two days now, I just saw it's, like, any to lose anywhere from 50 to 100 million. I was like, ooh, that's not good. And then today The Rock put out a post. It's, like, been waiting to share this. We have now crossed this thing. We are now profitable by like 30 million dollars or something and he's like just so you know we made this much but when captain america one came out it made this much which was less i was like yeah but didn't captain one or captain america one come out like 10 years ago do you think anyone hit the inflation calculator on that and saw what the the difference was shut up hit the inflation calculator shut up Jared, hit the inflation calculator. Shut up. Jared, hit the inflation calculator. <laughs> uh, so anyways. Let's, let's see what's going down on boxofficemojo.com. Really, really sick of the rocks bullshit. You know what I mean? So, I kind of forget things have come out, like Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Oh, I had a co-worker go to it. Right. See, I forgot. And it was his first that. Marvel movie. Right. I forgot about that. See, I already forgot you told me this, but I forgot yeah. it came out at all. Yeah. 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 That's out. I, Namor's in it, Jarrett. Your buddy. Namor? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing Peel versus Peel presented to me here on Box Office Mojo. What uh, does that mean? Comparing Nope to Us's performance over the same course of time. Uh, mm. people, people didn't turn in, uh, tune in to Nope in the same way. I mean, it's a, I think it's, that might be it's still it's us. still it's still made one hundred and twenty three million dollars. That's pretty good, uh, mm-hmm. but it's like fifty million less than us did in the same amount of days. Mm. But we also do, do live in an era where people aren't going to the movies. You know about the movies? Last time I went was a long time ago, and let me tell you, not fun. Not fun. Curious. Well, okay. Let's you learn something every day. Uh, so worldwide, oh wow, yeah, Nova's definitely made a lot less money than uh, the first two, but yeah, because Get Out worldwide grossed $255 million. With a a budget of what, $1 million? Uh, let's see, do they actually have a, oh god, four and a half? Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's pretty good. So enough to pay for the film? We, we, We... 
Uh, yeah, I the think digital so. Digital film. Yeah, I think for, I think so. Uh, there's mm-hmm. no budget for Nope, but so yeah. so then Us uh, cost twenty million and made exactly the same amount of money, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I, wow, to almost within a million dollars, it made almost the exact like half a million. It made the exact same amount of money. Mm. Uh, and then this one's made a hundred and seventy one, so mm-hmm. definitely lesser, I guess, for production. Uh, mm-hmm. But you compare it to Keanu, which the, yeah, which it was uh, that more successful. That, that movie cost fifteen million dollars <laughs> and shit. only made twenty. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that movie. It was fine, but I wouldn't have bet on it. Do you know what I mean? Right. I would have been like, eh, I don't know. There you go. It's one of those shows. No. You think yeah. So, uh, do you think Jordan Peele is going the the way of uh, M Night, or, or, or is he going to recover? I, is he going to bounce no. back? Nah, no. I think he's done. You think, I think he? I don't. I don't think he's done. I think he's done, buddy. I, I, I think. Uh, well, I think I've seen other people say this too. So this isn't like me. I'm, I'm, st- I'm stealing this because I I've seen it on Twitter, but mm. it popped in my mind since he since you were talking about Peele, but uh, talking about he's he's one away from the village. I mean, he's very he's very close. I, although I did see he was hanging out with Hideo Kojima yesterday. That's spirit a, gamer. Yeah, there you go. That doesn't mean anything though. I mean, no, I mean Hideo hangs out with everybody. That's right. Because he he's a cool dude. Um, yeah, no, I think I'm pretty sure Jordan Peele is just done. I did see something about uh, <laughs> he's it, done. <laughs> he's done. I saw something M- about M Night's still around. He's still making crap. Yes, that's true. I saw something about uh, Monkey Paw, which is Jordan Peele's and Bloomhouse merging. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what is Monkey Paw made? Just the three Jordan Peele movies, or or is there more? I don't know. And that's not like a like a snide comment. Like I genuinely don't know. Like is is that all it was, or was there? Not sure if it's. A I don't know. I'm not looking into it. Okay. And then the Twilight Zone sh- uh, show. Oh yeah, yeah, that was probably for Monkey CBS. Paw. Yeah. Was that like well received or? Eh. It didn't leave. Mm. No one talks about it at all, like, mm-hmm. except for me. Yeah, but that's like I mean, that's just TV, though. Like most like, like stre- streaming stuff comes and goes. There's so much. Um, unless you're doing something really specific, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I don't I, know I, either. I, I don't, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I haven't seen Nope. So yeah, I'll watch know. it whenever it gets released. Yeah, me, Although, or, well, I, on stream, on stream, free, free stream. Yeah, I said that about everything everywhere. That's out now. Is it? I haven't watched that yet. It's oh. on Prime now. Well, damn, hop on it, big boy. I can't. I gotta watch that show you told me to watch. Well, you, yeah, you can watch all of it. You, you have weekends, don't you? But I no, have. No, I don't have this weekend. This weekend's booked up, booked full, booked up. Wow. For turtlenecks. Well, turtleneck you can, business. You can watch. You can watch it in a turtleneck too. I, Jared, that's not how a turtleneck works. You can't watch a movie in a turtleneck. That's not how that works, friend. Everything, that's... everywhere. So it's on there, and I'll watch it, but this weekend's all booked up. I see. Booked up nice and tight. You know what? <laughs> I've completely forgotten about. Completely. Corn dogs? Uh, French Dispatch. That's been out for like three, four months. Uh yeah I know and yeah I haven't at least watched it either longer I, I think longer now I honestly 
I think I brought it up to Andrea when she's like, oh, yeah, I'd watch that. And then I was like, yeah, me too. And then we just didn't watch it. <laughs> so it was kind of like. It was like a scene from a Wes Anderson film. <laughs> well, I'd like to watch that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And then just not acknowledge it ever again. That's right. That's too bad. You, why don't you watch that and you let me know. Uh... I just, this, my, my, my Christmas break is just filling up. Yeah, you got a lot of that. Well, you, know what, you, know, you know what's here. also on that list? What's that? Weird. Uh, do you have a Roku? I have access to a Roku. Because is that not a Roku exclusive? Yep. So, well, well I, I mean, I guess if you have a Roku, you can watch it. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do not have a Roku. They, they will eventually put that on something else, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. People aren't going to be buying Roku's for weird. <laughs> well, you can get the Roku channel, and then which is free uh, with the Roku. Well, that's what I mean. No one's buying fucking Roku's. Just license it out, what, make what, money what that comes way. For free Sell on it your to Prime. What Roku? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. What an 8K? No way. No way. So I got this 8K player now. You uh, want to watch some 8K? Uh, I'm holding up for 10. 10K? Seven minute abs? No, you can't, you can't have 10K. You can't have 10K. Seven. Seven. Seven's the number. You know that old nursery rhyme from the sea? I do. I do. I'm not going to repeat it. S- swinging on a branch. Ten little monkeys swinging on a branch. You know how it goes. I know how it goes. Ca- Canadian icon. <sighs> Canadian icon. Anyways, um, mm-hmm. we have uh, movies to discuss. No, we're done. I talked oh, about uh, Grandma's Boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Criterion <laughs> film. Starring Paul Robeson. Yes. Yes. After the break, we're going back into that mine for one last time. Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we conclude our deep dive mm-hmm. into Spine 369 in the Criterion Collection. Paul mm-hmm. Robeson, Portraits of the Artist. Yeah. Uh, these The final two installments, the last disc 
in the set. Uh, mm-hmm. The Proud mm-hmm. Valley from 1940, directed by Penn Tennyson, everyone's okay. favorite. And yeah. Native Land from 1942, directed by Leo Hurwitz and Paul Stram. All right, Jane. Are you relieved? Well, I got to tell you, Jarrett, coming off of last week, that third quarter was pretty tough. I didn't see a lot of end in sight. But now we're in, we're we're through the tunnel. I, I am happy to report the score is zero to forty nine. What can you speak to this? Well, it's not really about what the scoreboard says. It just depends on how hard you played. And I say that we played pretty hard, man. You're the last in the division. Yeah, I mean rankings aren't important either. I think it really depends on how how much of yourself you put into it. Can you speak to your rampant steroid abuse? Well, I think that like uh, substance use is, is kind of like an exaggerated fact. It just depends on how much fun you have while you're playing the game. <laughs> what about all the torn quads? That one hurt. That one wasn't great. Mm-hmm. The doctors say I may what? never recover. <laughs> what about the CTE? Huh? <laughs> the what? Anyway. Yeah, it's been um, it's been a stretch for, for, for observers <laughs> paying close attention to the ins and outs of uh, the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some one might describe we're at a point of uh, like total uh, soul destruction. And not, not, not not because these are particularly bad films or anything like that. Um, no, um, there's nothing about them. Not that, all like, of them. That's like we're like. Good God, what is this? Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, jumping from your your dark sands to your mm-hmm. <laughs> borderline <laughs> to uh Well don't forget about Jericho. Uh aka Dark Sands. Don't, don't forget about Jericho, Jericho. Our, our old friend or Sanders. Don't forget about Sanders. Oh, on the river? On the river? Oh damn, yeah, I forgot no. about that guy. That yeah. That thing. Anyway, mm-hmm. so here we here we come, like sliding into home to keep those sports uh, analogies going. Mm-hmm. Um, with two films that I guess were more of a, a snapshot of the, the the politics that people talk all so much about when they talk about Paul Robeson. Is he like political? I didn't. I can't tell. It's, I never got that. Yeah, yeah me, me neither. Me neither. Yeah. So anyway, here we are. Here we are. Um, and then everything mm-hmm. goes back to normal next week as we watch movies made by by nice Italian men. What kind of men? I- Italian men. Holy shit! Yeah, something the Criterion is very well known for. Italian but men. We'll talk about that later. So first up, we have the Proud Valley from 1940. Okay. A tagline for this film. Yeah. In a Welsh coal mining valley, a young man with a beautiful singing voice is called upon to make the ultimate sacrifice when a pit disaster threatens. That's not entirely (laughs) a great description. Do you know what I mean? No. It's definitely part of this film. It happens kind of over the course of two segments of the film. May I describe this film? Sure. Sure. Traveling homeless man sings his way across America, and America, right in, and right into the hellhole that is coal. That is Wales. That is Wales, and 
right across America, <laughs> singing his way. And let me tell you, what, the coal union, that wasn't created yet. What was his name, RJ? Say his name. In the Proud Valley? Yeah. Uh, Herman Gleckenstein. Oh, my. Come on. His name's comical. Uh, Pete? No. <laughs> Think, I have. You're, I you're, I thought, you thought you were remember. a. I thought you were a good Bible boy. Oh, Jesus! No, <laughs> I don't know what his uh, name you, is. Okay, okay, RJ, prepare yeah. yourself. Steal yourself. His okay. name, David Goliath. No. Yeah. Come on, that's not what his name was in this it, movie. It sure. It? it sure is. Is that? I I remember the David now. They didn't call him David Goliath. David Goliath. No. Come on. Jarrett. Yeah. (laughs) No. How many? Do you know uh, John Goliath? Me me neither. I know a Pete David. Yeah. I know a Larry David. You know Peter David? I know Peter Davidson. Do you think there's any relation there? Well, I think of Peter David, the, the comics writer behind Hulk. Well, yeah, he did Red Hulk, right? Uh, no, that was uh, Jeff Loeb. That was Jeff Loeb. No, that wasn't Jeff Loeb, was it? It was. Hey, was Jeff Loeb. Okay. So, anyways, so David Goliath, he's a yeah. sailor, and he's in England, aka Wales. Yeah. Um, he manages to uh, hobo ride his way in a train, meets mm-hmm. a guy named Bert. A uh, real uh, a scallywag scamp of a man who, what is he? What is it called? Grinding. He talks. He starts talking about grinding a lot. You ever hear about grinding? He says, "I'm always grinding. I'm on the grind." Yeah. And he said, "I think he says for the trim or something." I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, what that I think means. he might grind it. I didn't trim. really know what that meant. I, th- I think we gotta be talking about money. I mean, yeah, these are some uh, some colloquial isms, I think, about what their people are saying here in in uh, over there on that little island country. Yeah, real Americanisms, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, grinding for your money is what this movie's about. Sure. So that means uh, singing and like getting people to pay you, so you kind of stop singing and you keep singing your way, and that's how you make your way to make an honest buck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's an honest buck to be had. Yeah, but it turns out David Goliath, he's got a a voice of a king. He's got that. He's got that Paul Robeson voice to back him up, and uh, mm-hmm. this this catches the fancy of a, a choir conductor, a guy named Dick Perry. Um, sure it is. Sure it is. Sure. And it is. Uh, he's like, he hears this singing outside the window and goes, "By God," he said it's him. The man we've been waiting for. The man we can wait for. Hey, man. He's here. You're, hard, you're hitting hard times. Let's get you a job in the mine. He said, hey, dear boy, what day is it? And he says, well, sir, it's Christmas Day. He said, you bet your ass it is because you just got a job, pal. Pal. In the anyway, mine. So he, he abandons old Bert immediately. Yeah, he does. We get some sad Bert talking about being abandoned. He, as soon as he leaves, he's like, Singing when a man is abandoned from all his friends. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. <laughs> You're right. But he's don't, like, don't you worry, Bert. Everything will work out just fine in the end. Is Bert the mine? Does he cave in the mine on those guys? Uh, I, I, I don't know where Bert was for the rest of this film. 
I think he might have kicked in that mine. So anyway, despite the fact that David Goliath is a black man, uh, Dick is able to yeah, is. swing his dick and get him working. He did what? And so he parried with it. Okay. But so you get some <laughs> described what could be a racist objections by one of the workers. Um, she's like, hey, he's as good as anybody. And, uh, and, then, thi- and they get past it all. And they get to work. I, I but, think the line is, hey, aren't we all black down there? Oh, yeah. I don't know, I don't know about that line. Yeah. I've heard that they, before. That's, they, all, that, they all laugh afterwards. They all here. do. And I go, hmm. Yeah. They all have a nice little I, I get the spirit of it, but okay. Yeah. Well-intentioned, perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. So anyways, uh... <laughs> They, they fuck up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they fill the mine with gas. It it's it's kind of like it the... This is a fire, and there's a bunch of guys who die, including Dick, but not yeah. David. Um, but and so we had uh, Dick has a son. What's his name? Uh, Harry? Em- Emlyn. Emlyn? Emlyn. That's not a good American name. Well, no, it's not. It's not. You know what I mean? So that's a bummer. Dad, Daddy O gets a little final sad scene of being of dying. I'm a, I'm yeah. a Ghana kid. He said, "No matter what they tell you, David, don't let them break your spirit." <laughs> and then they go, "Oh, okay." So that's good. Sure, yeah. I, I can do that. I can do that. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. So yeah, so he's dead. Yeah. So that's good. Yes. So anyway, uh, so the mine. Has closed after mm-hmm. this disaster, which has also, of course, had an impact on the community. Oh, mm-hmm. there's also this depiction of the 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 mine owner being a good guy who wants to get down there and help out. He say, "Hey, I I got no objection to rolling up my sleeves and helping out my fellow guys. Oh, I might own the mine, but guess what? I'm just a regular guy like all yous. Come on, come on." He gives them one of those, I believe. I think so. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I'm not. So, yeah. So now the miners, they can't go into the mine, which is where the money's at. So they're kind of doing it from the top. Um, So, of course, that means that they're uh, not making good coin for the families. They're not putting Mm -hmm. food on the table. Food? You better believe there's no food there, eh? That's right. Oh. So anyways... uh, yeah. The the son of Dick Emlyn. He was all mm-hmm. set to get married to a a, a local girl. But mm-hmm. she's like, Hey, you're a bum. You, yeah. You gotta make coin if you wanna marry my girl. So anyways, like, oh well, I guess we better get this mine reopened. Come on, David. <laughs> Let's go whistling. Said hey there, Dave. We're gonna make Lunch. some new we're gonna march in front of a of a back rear projection. Mm-hmm. March about uh, we're gonna we're gonna go right to London and say, "Hey, open up that goddamn mine." So anyway, they show up, but guess what? Germany's just invaded Poland. Oh shit! Is that bad? Uh, yeah, I guess. So anyway, okay. uh, British government—they don't care about a, a you know coal mine in Wales. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they're like, "Well, fuck it, we'll do it ourselves." 
They said, we'll do it live? Yeah, we'll do it live, pal. And so they start, like, wow. you know, setting up uh, the underground infrastructure to get in there again. But mayhem ensues. There's some craziness yeah. involving minecarts just blasting, guys. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, that does happen. Yeah. What would you do in that situation? Well, fuck, I wouldn't be anywhere near a, a mine. No? <laughs> mines don't sound like a good time. You're You got a total coal miner's, like feel <laughs> you just look like a dude who likes to dig in the digging in the dirt well you're the one with the the long fingernails those are for digging mm-hmm. i've told you before those are for grooming jared grooming my face my like my body yeah i don't i just realized grooming's used in a different way nowadays but grooming myself for myself mm-hmm. grooming claw claws what were we talking about? Um, anyway, so some these boys trying to get the mine going, so let's make a living. Uh, they're trapped underground, and there's only one way out. They're going to have to use some dynamite uh, to blow themselves Ooh. to safety, but someone's going to have to go in there and uh, take the hit and mm-hmm. essentially blow themselves up uh, to get the job done. And uh, short straws are drawn, and Emlyn. Emlyn's going to carry on the fine tradition of the Perry family. Not of, Emlyn. Of dying in a mine. And he's like, well, boys, I'm going to go do it. But David Goliath goes, no. <laughs> Knocks him out. <laughs> does it himself. Yeah, he and says, then, I'm and, David and, Goliath. I'm David Goliath. And the story ends merrily ever after with <laughs> Paul Wilson. Paul Robeson's dead, orders yeah. restored. The the mine owner gets to continue to make money, and the worker mm-hmm. will work for him, as per the edit of the film. Uh, yeah. Which apparently, as this film was getting made, the idea was that the the miners were going to wind up uh, taking over the mine and running it themselves. Oh, but owning the mine? No, 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 no. That's that, that simply cannot be... So, uh, the director, uh, Penn Tennyson, was forced to recut the ending of the film uh, to uh, a more, um, uh, <laughs> as Wikipedia says, jingoistic atmosphere, uh, which would fit with it, uh, where okay. the, the managers agree uh, to work with the miners on this on this deal they're mm. we're all in this together more or less with everything still yeah. in place rather than handing this over to you mm. is that the vibe you got kind of a, sh- a shift between this and the next film in terms of worker well, rights well i mean paul robeson uh, was pushing pushing those boundaries this is the beginning of that yeah yeah he saw stuff hey he said, hey, I see something here. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I like it. That's right. He said, let me tell you, my wife. Um, that's Paul Robeson. That's it. So anyways, uh, The Proud Valley is a movie. Yeah, you're 100% right. <laughs> I'm not wrong. But uh, outside of its message, which I don't really think is particularly strong one way or another there's just not much there's not much going on with this movie uh i think the only reason it's in the collection is because paul robeson's in it and i guess it's representative of uh his shift in politics in terms of like you know being outspokenly pro-labor which apparently is real dangerous stuff 
you, oh, know, yeah. you know, real dangerous. It's like a live grenade, Jared. That's right. It's you, like a live grenade. You get people talking, and soon enough, they're. What else are they going to want? Let me tell you, rights and freedoms, <laughs> law and order. That's right. You know about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're a big fan, hey? Uh, no. I'm, no, don't, show, don't sugarcoat it for me. No, I mean it's Tell just. Tell me how you really feel. Yeah, I don't know. This is some very generic 1940 filmmaking. Uh, yeah. There's the characters. Oh, yeah. In my my letterbox review, just knows that this has got one of like the one of the worst worked fist fights I've seen in a movie. Uh, the punches there's being a thrown. Fist fight in this. Yeah, movie? there's a real Donnybrook, RJ. Uh. Um, people throwing fake ass punches. It's uh, it's it's shocking. It's almost like they're only punching part time. <laughs> part time. <laughs> part time. You know what I mean? That's that's right. That's sad. But yeah, not much going on in the the filmmaking department. Not much going on in the story department. There's no great performance that I would say was there. This just feels like mm-hmm. it's a story about a mine, and then something happens, and then they go do something about it, and then they come back. And then they go back to the mine. Yeah. And then it collapses. You go, maybe people shouldn't be doing this for a living. And and then That's not the this, option. This, this seems really dangerous. And then uh then it all wraps up. And yeah. you go, David Goliath, huh? Mm-hmm. I've heard some people describe this movie as the proud hole. Do you subscribe to that? This is like that Canterbury Tales film in a lot of way, RJ. Real uh, well yeah, 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 but don't 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 discredit that movie. That movie had the glue man. It had glue man. <laughs> what what other movies can you ta- tell me about that have had glue men in them? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not this one. Not this one. So I got to tell you, this is a movie that borderlines the Gump thing. Like, remember when we watched Jericho and I was like, it was real, real Gump-esque in this film. Real Gump-esque, yeah. Jared. I think it borders on that, but it never... Never gets there, which is a little bit too bad. Um, so you got this guy. He's traveling around. He's singing. And I was like, oh, here's how they horseshoed uh, Robeson singing in here, which is like, I know that he was a good singer, but like, I feel like there would have been, there there could have been a better way to include his singing in like any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so... So there's that, but I did like traveling uh, train man who is just singing and stuff like that. And then it's kind of like, like if you watched it today, I feel like it'd be in like a John C. Riley movie, but like a walk hard one where he's like singing. And it's like, hey, there, you lad, we're from the we're from the, uh, the coal miners association choir. You got a voice like gold. Get in here, son. We get, we need to hear your pipes and bellow. Isn't that exactly what happens? That's what I'm saying. That's exactly it's like what happens. Out of Lockhart. Yeah, this is what would happen. So I, I was watching. I was like, okay. And then I was kind of the biggest thing for this movie that kind of took me out of it was like, I was like, do you, do coal miners traditionally or historically? Like, are they, like, enthusiastic about the choir? Because every person I've ever met that was in a choir, they're not working in a coal mine, you know what I mean? Like a subway, yeah, for sure. But they're not working in, like, a coal mine, you know what I mean? You ever met choir folk? I have, I guess. Yeah. I I guess so. (laughs) You ever met drama kids? Sure. 
Drama kids and choir kids are uh... peas in a pod. Yeah, they're sitting at a different table in the lunchroom. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not, I'm not like belittling a group of people. I'm just saying. But but, but you are. They're absolute nerds, Jarrett. <laughs> I can't sugarcoat it. Okay. So like, I was like, are these coal miners really into scene? I was like, all right, I guess, because like, they they there was a scene where he's like, they're like, well, let's walk down the mine and sing a song, and I was like, okay. I can kind of get behind that idea where it's like singing to work, but I was like, but is that a coal mine thing or is like, you know who else sang while they were working, Jarrett? Hmm. Other people, chain gangs, mm-hmm. and other people, and I was kind of like, I don't know what this is trying to say. Well, they they, they didn't have iPods yet. Well, that's true. Let, let other people do the singing. How are you going to listen to Bruce Springsteen how, when how, he hasn't even been born yet? How can you listen to the Joe Rogan experience uh, when you're on the line? I mean, it's harder and harder nowadays. Like uh, at the Pizza Hut, they don't want you listening to any like any podcasts while you work. It's pretty tough. Mm-hmm. I don't well, know there's always the rest. They don't want the your earbuds falling into the the marinara. Well, they're fine with that. You just pick them up. They just don't want like. <laughs> Like, it's like they just don't want to be radicalized, left or right. They just don't want to be on any end of any extreme. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it's tough. Uh, but uh, so you got that going for you, and that's cool. And then um, yeah, they have Operation like Mine Extraction, which I kind of like. That was the part of the that was the ten minutes of this movie. I was like, I was like, I'm on board now. I was like, Finally. you got me. You got me. Kid. I was like, Proud Valley. You caught me. Yeah, you gotta yeah. you gotta watch uh, that Cabinet of Curiosities uh, autopsy episode. I I know I know. Next, there's there's a crossover. Next Creeptober. Oh, Creeptober. We have, to, we have to wait a year. Yeah, that was the goal. Remember, because next October I'll be like, hey, have you ever seen this show? And I'll forgot you have told me about it. Right. Um. But yeah, I'll watch it next year. Uh. But I liked their little oxygen tank masks. I thought those were cool. And then two minutes in this movie. I think, or not two minutes, 12 seconds in this movie is really good. When that coal cart gets <laughs> dislodged and that that guy, like Mr. Ross or whatever, it's like, Mr. Ross, Mr. Ross, the cart is coming. And he's like, Ugh. and he, he like grabs that post, that wooden post. And he like, he like spikes it into the cart. He's like, ah, and he tries to stop it. And then it like, in like caves in the mine. It blasts him. That 12 seconds, I was like, yeah. I was like, that's good stuff. I was like, I like that quite a bit. Um, but then people are dead, and then the movie's over, and I was like, shit. I was like, I wish that was the movie. Oh, well. So uh, I'm kind of with you. Proud Valley is definitely a movie mm-hmm. that was made. Yep. Uh, there's some stuff I, I don't mind about this movie. That cart scene was really cool. But... Um, that's my high point. If yeah, I mean, if if you were like doing some research into depictions of labor and like mining in cinema, well, that documentary we watched, that this would be some. Oh yeah, you watched Harlan County, USA. I mean, yeah. which again, like you would just watch that over either of these two films. Yes, I agree. I agree because that has both of these things. It's got better. Both. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, you know. they're not of their time. Well, I mean, Joe Rogan wasn't even born yet when this movie came out. So that's, what are we? That's right. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> not nothing. Not nothing. Yeah, okay. That's sad. So, anyways, uh, yeah. Then, then we got Native Land, which is a mm-hmm. 
docudrama documentary um something something in between it is a a crossbred of a fictionalized yet non-fiction documentary yeah because like are the stories they tell are those at all based on factual things sure they all like do you know what i mean like are they all just it's like yeah i heard this happened to a union man one time it's like let's fuck put it in that fits perfectly in here but like did they ever fact check these things do you know no yeah that's okay they don't need to do that what are we talking about well uh, i was just gonna say that we've got ourselves this native land which is co-directed by with uh, paul strand which i was like oh yeah like paul strand that sounds familiar and i'm like oh i remember learning about him in uh my history of photography class as well as uh oh. uh film studies in an art, art historical context because he did this uh who's also a uh, communist um sure but he did a lot of still photography you know about uh stiglitz rj you know about stiglitz do i know about stiglitz yeah, yeah. stiglitz you know about him you know about you know about uh the short film manhattan i know about the woody allen film Look. manhattan you you go ask uh uh, Andrea about it. She'll tell you all about Manhattan. No, we don't talk about art. What about man, mad hatters, mad hatters. Uh, there was a bar in Westbridge called Mad Hatters for I know, a while. I know. <laughs> is that what you're? Is that what you're referring to? Yes. Okay, I'll talk to her about it. I'll definitely ask her. Okay. I'll definitely ask her. So this RJ is some mm-hmm. some good old fashioned communist propaganda as uh oh. as, as the letterbox people reviews will mention but i mean this is a movie made by aspiring communists trying to depict america lovingly but also mm-hmm. challengingly mm. there's a there's a it's mm. curious Tough, you, but so, fair. yeah so what do you so this opens up with like a a summary of the history of america saying a bunch of people showed up and colonized it and everything yeah. was great what kind of land and, was it? Uh, land, open, free land, and but the weirdest selection of music. I don't know if it's intentional. Some... It's kind of like <laughs> I, I I got you. It's kind of it's like boom, 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 boom. oh, it's it's got it's got another tinge to it. Uh, what I would call uh, like sort of a uh, Native American sound over top of it, sh- which sure. I can't um, I assume is kind of intentional. <laughs> I mean, I th- do you think Paul Robeson was like, yeah, I'll make this movie because I like this stuff. But he's like, and they're like, we're going to call it Native Land. And he went, oh, yeah. I got an idea. And then he, you know, it's my guess. It's but, my guess. So, yeah, if there's just this. So Paul Robeson narrates this. He's not he's mm-hmm. not in it. Uh, sometimes he, pl- he plays like spooky ghost voice or s- spooky so- ghost vo- song voice. Oh, it's spooky. It's spooky. You better believe it's spooky. He says, America, you ever been here, sweetheart? That's uh, Paul Robeson's voice. Let me tell you, honey. Hun. You, you know, you know, Robeson. Classic Robeson. Classic Robeson. But, yeah, so this opens up with just uh, a laying out of uh, American history, but then it has mm-hmm. these little interludes, the, the docudrama sections of farmers dying on their lands. Mm-hmm. Uh 
falling to the de- falling to the deaths. Wink, wink. Talking mm-hmm. about mysterious interlopers. Uh, how people are just trying. They just want to get by and pay their rent, make a little bit of mm-hmm. make a little bit of money to support their families. It's all anybody really wants in America. Yep. But, but then there's people who you know when they try to gather and then they try to make their lives better. There's other forces that are going to bash you good. Let me yeah. tell you, RJ, uh, it was very interesting watching this the other day because at the very same time, uh, there was uh, some Discord involving uh, poten- potential uh, job action uh, that was on the table uh, at, at my workplace. So I, uh. I, I, so I found it very interesting watching this um, pro-labor uh, documentary, which is... It's such a strange thing watching this sort of thing anymore because mm-hmm. I find labor doesn't really do a very good job of presenting itself well or in a way that has any urgency. Or the fact that there was a, sort of this vague sense of the fact that there was a period of time where employers would try to kill you for organizing because your mm-hmm. organizing will cost them money and it's in their best interest to kill you so that you don't gather and organize and cost them money. That yeah. is what is happening. And it seems like even though it's like obvious that this was happening, uh, it seems like there's enough going on in the world to ignore that fact. <laughs> and to which you go, what the fuck? I mean, let's not sugarcoat it. People, the supply chain. So, ah, I, of course. You know what I how, mean? How could I forget? Like, do you even Quar- know about the, the supply chain? The quarters. Well, I mean, think about it. Like, I mean, inflation. No. Like, it's it's crazy. Yeah, I, I did hear that stuff about uh, your your place of business, and mm-hmm. it sounded like a lot of horse shit, if you ask me. Uh, it's just what it is. Uh, it sounded pretty deflating, but, you know, there was these you know, co-workers where they just they love talking to management they love just laying it all bare and they like talking about it and you just go, hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Is that what you told them? <laughs> um, no, I did oh. not. But after oh, watching shit. this documentary, I sure felt like it saying, hey, shut the fuck up, people. Don't, hey, don't, don't shut be, up. Don't be running your yap over there. Oh, shit. You, you don't get anything out of it. Like, not, like You actually get nothing out of it other than uh, knowing that you're... Uh, you're a, you're a weakling, and you uh, you're a good person that they can pump for information later as they see fit. But they'll treat you like a, a little a little baby manager without anything to, like any benefit mm-hmm. whatsoever, other than you feel like a big boy. Uh, like a what boy? Uh, like a big boy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Is that good? I don't know. Some people uh, that's enough for them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, th- this there's parts of this that again, it's not the best documentary. There's yeah. um, it's it's like what seventy five minutes long, and it's it's definitely several minutes long. Several minutes long, uh, kind of yeah. meanders in and out. There's this the most prolonged sequence is I don't even know what the job is. It's just basically it seems like the job is unioning. The uh, inside man on the union. Yeah, there's an inside guy who's who's like a a hired gun. Essentially, to yeah. get in on these unions, get the names so that they can. Mm-hmm. I think it might be like a like a car manufacturer. Because yeah, I guess it is because there's the bit where uh, 
where, where there's like a montage of guys whose names are on the list uh, getting mm-hmm. fired one by one because they're they're just gonna find reasons to fire you. Yeah, because it acts as a uh, you know a deterrent for people to do it at all. Yeah, and I mean even uh, in old Creepsville, uh, it sounds mm-hmm. like a uh, at one of the uh, local Starbucks is uh, fired one of these rabble rousers uh, who are pushing for unionization. So I've so I've read. I wonder. I see that story a lot, and I wonder. It's like I wonder if those people were actually like unionizer people and like believed in it, or is like, do you think they just have the internet and they're just like the union, and they were like going for it? You know what I mean? I don't know. They vote. They organized a vote. Uh, yeah, and it wound up in like a split, and then they're but there's like it depends on which location you go to. Uh, there's mm-hmm. people a little bit more on the radical side, a little crazier, yeah. and it's like yeah. I mean, this is the response though. I mean, um, one of the major grocery chains in Canada just did the same shit with uh, some group trying of Teamsters trying to uh, organize, I guess, at a yeah. at a, one of their warehouses, and they're like, well. We, we don't want that, so we're just going to – we'll fire you. We're going to send letters out, saying, like literally just saying it. And there's supposed to be checks and balances from like a legal perspective so that this doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But it never goes to court because these things either resolve themselves by people quitting or a contract actually happening. So it's like, yeah, it's all uh, kind of horse shit. And it seems like every year there's just more of a, more of a gradual erosion uh, of, of those so-called rights – uh, because mm-hmm. it's because it's uh it doesn't agree with the uh the powers that be who are about like making friends and donors a lot of money mm. which are allegedly going to trickle down to us any any time now any time now do you, any, do you know about um any time now supply chain yep supply chain okay yeah i i, I was just curious I, I just didn't know if yeah. you if you, if you had heard. Then we get we get a nice little we get a montage of uh, the violence that uh, hired guns, uh, you know your Pinkerton agencies that will come, which we saw again saw uh, depicted with a little bit more urgency um, uh, with Harlan County USA that those like yeah they'll just come and kill you like mm-hmm. this is the thing that the I don't know if people appreciate who are a part of unions and I mean I have my frustrations with unions too but. There is uh, a there, there. People were willing to kill over this, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's lost on people. So. Do you think you would be one of those guys? I'd, like be, if, I'd, if, I'd be. I'd be. They they drop me. No, like one of the guys willing to do it. Like, what's your dollar amount to take someone what, out? Uh, gun thug? No, I'm yeah. not. I, I I will not be a gun thug, RJ. What's what's the dollar? <laughs> what, how much? How, how much? How much do PlayStation fives cost again? Uh... I'd say at least one to two heads. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like that—that that might be two hits. Take them out. That might—it's not just one. It says, "Listen." <laughs> Does that include a game? Uh, that's that's two hits in a crippling. What, what about what, what about like a like a PlayStation Plus? Like, you know, a sub. So I get some. Get uh... the fuck out of here! You're 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 done. You're, I, I don't. You're... Hey, I'm trying to bargain in good faith here. Yeah, I know, but it's like you're gonna be under the under these guys' thumb for years yeah, and right. years and years yeah, at this a, point. Be a little snitch. Yeah, you say, listen, I got I got the info on those guys who are doing the bad thing. That's right. My name's Jared. Yeah. Just send just send me that download code for that digital game, and I'll tell you exactly where they went. Oh, Horizon. 
friend Horizon Forbidden West, John Carpenter said it was a, a pretty good game. See, that's that's exactly what these guys sound like. He, he didn't say it was great, but he said it was pretty good. <laughs> it's just like, well, that's demonstrated. It's like sometimes you don't maybe kill him, just lay a beating into him. Yeah, yeah. yeah so was this, we just, was this Dennis? We just potentially might. So need it's to always, rough it's this always guy. some guy named Dennis. Oh, there's always a Dennis. There's always a Dennis. No. What? No. I mean, what do you do? He had, an do ac- do? he had an accident on the line. Well, he just kind of fell into Mrs. the. Dennis is going to be wiping his ass for the rest of his life. Well, just his ass, if we're lucky. You know what I mean? There's a lot of other things he could be, he could be, she could be wiping. Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm not talking about butts anymore. I'm talking about something else. (laughs) Right. It's grosser. Can you hear me more clear when I I talk? Yeah, it's 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 very sensual, RJ. Incredible. I might do the rest of the show like this. Wow. Yeah. Talking about uh, you talk about labor spies. Oh, I can talk about the labor spies. Whatever you need. Can can you tell me about the uh, La Follette committee? Yeah, so Lafayette, Georgia, potentially Virginia. La- Follette, Follette, not La Follette, Lafayette, Virginia, is a uh, city in um, uh, the UK, and uh, Paul Robeson worked there as a coal miner at one point in his life. It, it, it is incredible, and that's it. That's all there is. Mm-hmm. It's the end of the story, baby. End of the story. It's the end of the story. Hell of a thing. Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do? You know what I mean? So you like this film quite a bit? Is that what you're telling me? Mm, I mean, it's just sort of a... It, it's just a film. It's just a documentary yeah. that exists. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's just better things. But, I mean, it's kind of weird, because particularly with like labor movement stuff and documentaries about labor... I feel like yeah. if any of it, anything's better than nothing. This one is just sort of like on that nothing side where you go, yeah, I don't think this, like other than Paul Robeson narrating it because he cared about the cause of, mm-hmm. um, you know, workers, labor, people getting a, uh, a good deal and talking about the, you know, the, the, the shit, the shittiness of uh, the people in power who are trying to stay mm-hmm. in power and who don't like these disruptions <clears throat> to, to, to this, to the hand gestures of the money. But uh, mm. I don't know. Again, it, there's just I feel like there's just better things you could watch. This one, this one's got this those the fun little reenactments. Uh, if you're into kind of that campy sort of like this like pseudo film noir mm-hmm. thing going on, which I'm going to assume is the uh, the Leo Hurwitz element. It kind of reminded me of uh, Unsolved Mysteries. A sure. Bit. Yeah. It, where Paul Robeson goes, picture this, if you will, a man in America. Working in Utah, and this man is part of the Ooh, union. Leo Guess Hurwitz what happens next? was the son of a Russian anarchist. He is, was he? he graduated from Harvard uh, and became the leader of New York's left wing movement, uh, film movement uh, in the Workers Film and Photo League (NY Kino). So, mm. uh, Paul Rub- uh, Robson's falling in with these these radicals. Well, I mean, that was his that was his jam, right? Mm-hmm. He just liked to hang out old, and have fun. Old timey Antifa, RJ. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm sure. 
You gotta be careful when you say that stuff. Uh huh. I know. Those roganites are coming know, for yeah. you. Dum dums. You know what they'll do. Dum dums. You know what they'll do. Yeah. Take a bite right out of your dick. Sure, sure. If they have an opportunity, they'll bite your yeah. penis. Well, right they off. should be. They'll be very concerned about native land, which has four hundred and seventeen logs on uh, letterboxed. Uh, Proud Valley. What are we at with Proud Valley? Beep boop beep boop 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 boop. Ah, four hundred and eighty-one. Damn. Well, at least they're consistent. Yeah. So it's the four hundred people, the four hundred and eighty people who bought the Robeson trilogy, or the four hundred and eighty out of the five hundred that bought it, but actually made it all the way through the end. <laughs> That's right. That, you that know what getting I mean? to that last disc. I I have a lot of unwashed last discs and box sets. Uh yeah, yes. That's not great. Yeah. You how watch about, him right now. How about when that guy uh, takes that crowbar to those eggs? That seems pretty wild, just in general. You have this old man, they're like, picture this. An old man in America. He has a convenience store, and he sells eggs to little girls. And then you go, okay. And then what about that scene of him? What is, is it butter or is it cheese that he's cutting out of that thing? Impossible you, to say. All I know it, is that the problem is that he's uh, sending he's sending some proceeds uh, to some local uh, labor and worker yeah. organizations, and, and a man in a fedora shows up. He's like, "Yeah, knock it off. You get out of town. I'm gonna smash more <laughs> eggs next time, Mac." And then he, he, he throws a plum at the little girl. He <laughs> actually he pegs pegs her right in the head. <laughs> he's like, "Here, girl, have a plum," and it like it bounces off of that girl's head pretty hard. I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> I was like, you didn't have to throw it for real, or like, you didn't have to like hit her for real and just throw it at the wall or something. But yeah, he comes in and his name's, he's like, I'm Johnny Toothpicks, and I'm here to say that no more eggs is being sold today. This is native land. (laughs) This is the native land for guys like me named Johnny. And then (laughs) the way he kind of like jabs it in, he's like, yeah. Uh, Johnny Nero. Johnny Nero. You remember me? I got the hat. Yeah. He smashes him up real weird, and then his energy with the girl is very strange. It's like, it's like, how can we show that this guy's bad? And, and it's like, let's make him be, not just smash the eggs, let's make him be inappropriate to that little girl. And then you go, <laughs> yeah. was it totally necessary? Because he's sick. We understood he was bad. I don't know if we needed that extra stuff. Yeah. yeah um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, it's like I said, I I like the idea of this. Like, I I think at the time this would have been more um, impactful because, like, speaking out about this stuff, it's like, did you know that all over America men are dying because unions are well, trying to be formed? <laughs> and it's just like, oh shit. And also, it, yeah, because this is 1942. This is yeah. you know World War Two is going. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I do think this movie has, um, it, it, it definitely was had the potential to be an impactful thing for people. Like, you're just like, yeah, I can see what it's like. Yeah, and if, I don't if, mind if and when it was life. seen by people. Yeah, if it was seen by anybody is the thing. Like, uh, yeah, I don't mind the fiction, like the, uh, the reenactments of things. It's like I said, it reminds me of Unsolved Mysteries in a way. Although it, I would have preferred if it was like people who weren't actors. It's like, ah, uh, he. He smashed those eggs. He he's over there, and I'd be like, "Yeah, that's the stuff I like." Um, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't mind um, 
I didn't mind Native Land. Like, I liked some of the stuff they were going for in it. I was like, I can see what they're doing. Uh, you get a you get a good mix of things. You get just the Unioners. You get the the farmers. You get uh, the store man and his eggs being smashed. You get the sermon on the mount, Jarrett. You get that guy, the preacher. He says, all those big men, they didn't want me to tell you this sermon, but I'm going to do it anyways because fuck them. And then he's like, they're killing men in the streets. And I went, oh, shit. And then Paul Robeson's in the back. He goes, law and order, not on my watch. He says, guns. That's what we're about in this country. And I went, oh, shit. I did think that some of this movie, I was like, it's like like some of the stuff you watch in this, like they're talking about like riots and like unions and like labor stuff. And I was like, nothing's really changed eh? in 80 years. Like, I think the illusion of change is there and there are unions here. But like, it's like you look back a year, two years ago, of what was going on and. Well, North you, America. You, 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 unions took a drumming back in the 80s. Not just unions, but like, you know what I mean? Where it's like all this like violence in the streets and stuff. And I was like, nothing's really changed that much. Violence, kind of bu- the violence in the streets of uh... Creepsville? Creepsville. Well, the cops are just caving in heads left and right, Jarrett. You try know. to buy a plum, it's... you're dead. So <laughs> The plum man. It's the law and order world now, Jarrett. Well, we have a. Uh... What five hundred homeless people, according to uh, one report that just landed uh, today? That's, who, a, that's a lot. That's who a took lot. that? Who took that number? I don't know. Uh, people who volunteered and gathered it. That's a lot of people. What do they do? They just walk by a person and just they go. I think, ah, I think this guy's homeless. I think, I think there's a methodology of interviews, RJ. You should read about it. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it because I don't buy it. And frankly, it sounds sociology based. So I think it's all made up. <laughs> or, so, you know, so, civil well, planning. So, so is it send them to an island and experiment uh, on them? Is that oh, your... like Shutter Island? Yeah. That's that's an that, idea. That's the RJ solution. That's an idea. Well, Red Deer used to do such things. So, yep. Yep. Just send them, send them to the donut tell, mill. Tell them RJ sent you. You walk into the donut mill. Someone's yeah. gonna someone's gonna make them biscuits. RJ sent me and it's like yeah. we got you. Where, where do Come they, on when, into when, the when, back. When do they sleep after the shift? Don't care. They don't. No, well, you don't. They put in twelve hours executed. Because there's gonna be new ones tomorrow. Uh I love yeah. on a live microphone. The training's a uh, a nightmare because you gotta train them every day, but oh, uh goodness. the turnover, Jarrett, the turnover. Um, it's character for a podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. What were we talking about? <laughs> uh, let's find out about who who hates these films. Let's see if there's any additional. Oh, nobody's insight. even watched. No, no one's these watched things. these things, so there's not that many. I've only got only got one for each. How about that? Um, Richard Cross uh, regarding uh, Proud mm. Valley. Uh, an uncomfortable attempt to embed elements of socialism into a film designed to drive home the need for all levels of society to work together as Britain prepared itself for a lengthy conflict. The Proud Valley promotes the fantastic notion of high-ranking management rolling up their sleeves and toiling harmoniously alongside miners in the cold tunnels when disaster strikes. Paul Robeson, a hulking good-natured giant, is an an unlikely interloper who encounters negligible racism but nominates himself 
as the sacrificial lamb so that the white man might live. Characterizations are paper thin stereotypes that show little evidence of a life beyond their film scenes. Damn. Um, you want to hear about Richard or you want to hear about Dick Cross? Sure. I, I, I'm going to read this. There's a lot of commas in here, so it might sound like I'm being dramatic. I'm not. This is just how it's written. A keen movie watcher since the age of 14. I spent most of my life simultaneously feeling as if I've watched far too many and nowhere near enough movies. Letterboxd provides a home for the reviews that don't appear on 2020 movie reviews. I'm not sure what that means. Allegedly, Dick Cross has watched 15,000 films. I don't buy that. Fifteen thousand. How many have you seen? How many have you seen? Uh, seven or eight. Yeah, fifteen thousand. Uh, one of this guy's favorite films is Body Heat. Ooh. Nineteen eighty-one. So. Ooh. Get, get some 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 William Hurt action. Sexy. You get, William he's going to get. Oh yeah, I'm at seventy-four hundred. RJ. Fifteen thousand seems crazy. That's uh, one of the highest numbers I've ever seen. Well, well I don't know, man. Maybe he's an old. I old, do know. Maybe he's an old boy. He's been around like for a, a long leather time. Daddy? Uh, no, like a uh, a cellul a celluloid daddy. Oh, like what was that movie you made me watch that one time? <laughs> Cruising. No. <laughs> sure, that works too. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that works too. Well, you got shingles. It was the sickest. Until recently, it was one of the sickest I had ever been in my life up to that point. Mm-hmm. And then Jared said, "Here, you know what? I, you know what'll make you feel better? Here's a double header for you: happiness and gummo." Yeah. And I went with my one side of my face unable to move. I said, "Is it going to make me feel better?" <laughs> oh, yeah, babe. Yeah. He said, "Yeah, no problem. This is going to take care of you." I went, "Okay." crying so another uh real deal name here caden brooks this is for native land okay two stars native land wants so badly to be a narrative film which it easily could have been while still getting its point across but opts out of that decision and instead manifests a wobbly narrative vignette structure for whatever reason nothing here suggests that native land must be a documentary other than that it be a documentary for the sake of it because in truth this does nothing as a documentary film that a narrative film couldn't, which wouldn't be such a huge issue were it to have gone full on documentary rather than throwing amateur actors in its superficial narrative bit hits bits mm-hmm. in order to appear more real and like you. Not to mention that there are certain stretches which feel borderline propagandistic. Oh, shit. I admire a lot of the ideas this film offers, but this type of execution is hardly convincing. Um, Caden Brooks, I kind of appreciate this. Uh, their review says, trying to find myself. My reviews suck. That's their bio, which I kind of like. Very preemptive. Uh, Yeah, an Eternal Sunshine fan. Seems like they have watched it many, many times, they say. But Eternal Sunshine and Taxi Driver, so those are their two favorite films. What do you think that means? (laughs) Think they've ever seen... Paul Schrader fan. Think they've ever seen Joker? Paul Schrader fan. Paul Schrader fan. 
Paul Schrader fan. Hey, is that your last smoke? Can I have that? Is it, no, say, I don't mind. That's uh, that's fine. That's fine. That's okay. That's that's okay. Anyways, that's about it. That's all. Yeah. RJ. Yep. That's Paul Robeson. What the have, man. What, what have we learned? That I, I think I'm leaning towards the John Carpenter approach. Are you going to make more movies? I'd rather be playing video games. And I go, yeah, no. I get it now. I get it. Do you think Do you think he watched the Paul Robeson set? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Do you think he, he saw the Astros Playroom set? Yeah. Probably. 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 What do I think of Paul Robeson? I don't know. I think this could have been one movie. Just pick the best one. Mm-hmm. And these could have all been supplementary things. That would have been a hell of a bonus thing. Like for the Robeson guy out there, you're like, I'm buying this for out of these movies. I don't know. Let's say Jericho. He said, I'm buying it for Jericho. Yeah. That's the spine number. But it comes with Proud Valley too. And they go, oh, mercy. And I go, that's good. That's good for the robes, robe heads out there. That's right. Yeah. So I, not as you said at the start of this episode, None of these movies are outright bad. I mean, the silent films are a little tough. Yeah, but none of them are outright bad. It's just I like, like that Emperor Jones. That one was Emperor fun. Jones ain't bad. Emperor Jones ain't bad. You just you watch it and you go, I don't know. You go, does it do? Did we need to watch six? Do we need to watch eight eight of these in a month? We did. Probably not. We did it. I mean, we did it. I'm just saying, do we need to? No. We didn't need to. So whatever. So that's good. That's well. Yeah. So anyways, tell me more about these movies no, you no, like. No, no, that's, that's fine. I think I've said it all. Okay. No. Yeah, there's just, uh, I guess it's unfortunate there's nothing more compelling uh, that came out of the, the, the Robeson story. Where's, where's the Paul Robeson biopic? Does that exist? Who who plays Robeson in the oh, biopic? I don't know if it exists. Biopic. Okay, I'm gonna say something crazy. There was a, there was a uh, documentary called Paul Robeson Here I Stand, which came out in 1999. Is it just like another one of those tribute things? As a PBS American Masters uh, one, Ozzy Davis narrated it. Of course he did. Um. But yeah, there's not, I don't know if it's good or bad, but it existed. Okay, like, what about... It's like two hours long. It might have been a little bit more in-depth than that one uh, Sidney Poitier narrated from the 70s. Yeah. Who would you cast as Robeson? I think we... I can't remember now. Uh, what you had, you had a bunch of suggestions. I think I said Tony Todd at one point. No. Yeah, you did. And Whoopi Goldberg probably got thrown out there, but I, I recommend her for every biopic. Uh, you know who I was thinking? You know what would actually work? Jonathan Majors. You remember him from Last Man in uh, San Francisco? What was that movie called? Uh, Last Man in San Francisco. He's well, Kang. He's Kang. He's Kang. Mar- yeah, he, sure. He's the I mean, Kang Dynasty. He, he, I think. He's, we gotta, where are you gonna? How are you gonna do that voice? Oh, I'll do it. I'll do the. I'll do the voiceover for that. that. that the baritone voice. Yeah, I can. I can do that. People have co- frequently commented on this podcast that my voice is sultry. It's um, it's supple, and uh, a lot of them have been like, "Man, it's got uh, 
it's got something to it. It's not whiny. It's not like nasally. It's not like it's not weird at all. It's wheezy. It's not wheezy at all. It doesn't sound like he's he does anything that would make him wheeze. It doesn't sound like he's a bad dude. He's just like a, a regular guy. Sultry. You know about sultry? <clears throat> Well then. Yeah. After the break. Yeah. We go home at the end of our regulated eight hour workday. Yeah. Sleep and prepare for another week of prepper preparing for another criterion film. For for our hard fought rights to podcast. Yeah. Where would you be on this? Which side are you on? You're killing people, right? Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts plumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from nine to five Working nine to five What a way to make a living Barely getting by It's all taking and no giving They just use your mind And they never give you credit It's enough to drive you Crazy and you let it Nine to five For service and devotion You would think that I Would deserve a bad promotion Want to RJ, if you were a Paul Robeson film, which one would you be? Me? Yeah. Without, without a doubt, out of all the Robesons, I would definitely be... Um, uh, I'd be when a, when a Man Loves a Robeson. Is that one of the movies we watched? You can email us at criterioncrease at gmail.com. Oh, for, ask for further clarification for what RJ was talking about. We've got a Facebook um, page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared and he's Barnwolf. Um, mm-hmm. We can watch this log TV shows. And uh, yes, we, yes. we're on YouTube. We have a Patreon, which would be your gateway into joining us on Discord. We're on so SoundCloud. It's a fastly growing community. Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, etc. Yeah, et yeah, Tumblers. It's, and now that RJ has a PS5, he definitely won't be watching Star Trek anytime soon ever again. So I, no worries. I mean, it, it's coming. It, it'll happen. Biggest thing: send me your family members' um, friend codes, yeah. or whatever the PS version of that is. <laughs> all of them. Oh. I, I need them all. Grandmas, grandpas, all those guys. Jarrett, next week. Gonna, yeah. Robeson? No? <gasps> Nobson. <laughs> Vittorio De Sica's Bicycle Thieves from 1948. Oh. By God. By God, Arjun. Not looking forward to it. Why? You know who says that Bicycle Thieves is one of their be- favorite movies? Who? You know who interacts with fans on Twitter sometimes, Jarrett? 
Yeah, filmmaker. Lots, lots of people. Okay. There's a lot of filmmakers. You know what? You know a filmmaker who sometimes corrects people's con- like just easy mistakes. You know, says, "Hey, I, I think this is cool," and then they say, "Actually, it's actually, chronolo- actually, it's alphabetical. Actually, it's chronological." And then you go, "Okay," and then their fans start to yell at you. And their fans start to call you a stupid idiot, and this person's fan, uh, this person does nothing to um, prevent their fans to attack and belittle a person who just was trying to share uh, an interest. Just think, though, at least you, at least you didn't direct last night in Soho. I'm very thankful of that. By all accounts, it's a big piece of shit. Is what I've heard. Good night, folks. This is a big shit. <laughs>